Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. How's that pizza, Jerry? It is soft and delicious. We've got a fat stack of comics, a couple tasty beers, each other's company, and uh, the fun. And that the we, fun and the good times. The friends we made along the way. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between, welcome back to another episode of Craft Comics, a weekly comic book and craft beer podcast. Uh, I'm Jarrett Moore, and this is Dan McHugh. That's correct. Uh, how you doing, bud? I'm doing quite well. Joining you on this wonderful Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we got a couple beers. Hold up. I... Hold up. Do you remember one Saturday morning on ABC? Yeah, one Saturday, Saturday morning. morning that had the, yeah. that had the best cartoons. Who, I, what was it? it? Was Recess right? Recess. I feel like they also had. There was this one. Oh, Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann. That was on there. Oh, I there was this Pepper one that Ann I fucking song. I loved as a kid, and it wasn't Recess or Pepper Ann. It was the Weekenders. Oh yeah, the Weekenders was fucking dope. I I a good one. Uh, the the main guy Tiz. I think his name was Tiz. Man, I don't I, remember. I, I only remember him because I was like, I want to be Tiz when I grow up. <laughs> Tiz is like a middle I remember schooler. far more about Recess and Pepper Ann. And I didn't even watch Pepper Ann. I just love the theme song so Pepper much. Pepper Ann. Pe- yeah. I didn't really. I She's wasn't. that one in a million. <laughs> oh, I got to edit that. Squish that down a little bit. Yeah. The uh, To be fair, like the original theme song was probably that poorly sang. Like I remember as a kid, like making fun of it because like the lead singer had such like a weird raspy voice for a yeah. children's theme song. Uh-huh. It was bizarre, mm. um, but yeah, what's uh, what's going on? What's... You were you were in the middle of something when I when I interrupted you. You said we got a couple of beers. Oh yeah, um... wait, should we tell them that we we're fucking with the format a little bit? Oh yeah, so we did already pour the beers. Yep, the, um, well, the first one. So if if thirty years on this earth has taught me anything, it's that no one wants to listen to Jared and Dan when we're sober. True, including us. So we decided to pop into the beers a little early. It gives us some time to marinate in them. Yep, get a little loose for the podcast. Uh huh. And uh, collect our thoughts on what we think of the beer before we officially comment and review it. Yeah, it's like a twofold thing, right? We we get to we get to taste it. Um, yeah. Though you are going to now miss our very first reactions, and then and you the won't awkward... get that, that crisp like <laughs> that, st- and then yeah. the awkward pause as we both take our first yeah. drink, and you can hear us gulp. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so it might be a, it might be an overall win, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 see. Um, but before we dive into the beer, Dan, every single week, every I, single week, I ask you how you've been, what you've been playing. Yep, how you yep, doing? Yep, yep. How you how you holding your life together? Yeah, and every <laughs> single week I cobble together some answers to make you think that I'm doing all right. Okay, cool. So <laughs> uh, this week, yeah, what did I? Oh, yesterday, me and some buddies went to State Line Distillery. Which some was buddies cool. and I. Oh wow! Thanks, Jared. That really added a lot to the content. <laughs> it really did. This is what the people come to see. So we went to this uh, this new distillery that's like a couple blocks from my house, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it or been there before? I've heard of people talking about it. I don't. I've never been there though. So what, what kind of stuff did you? What, what kind of stuff did you have there? Uh, no. So they make vodka and gin. Yep. And okay, makes sense. Uh, and some kind of. I think it's like, is it a coffee liqueur? I think they also make. Okay. Um. But their cocktails are really good. Mm. I had an awesome drink that I didn't know existed called the Southside. Have you ever had one of those? I've heard of one. Uh, yeah, but I don't think I've had it. gin, lime, okay. and mint. Okay, sure. So yeah, it's basically it's like fine. a mojito yeah. without the 
without the without soda the... part of it. It's yeah. like an alcoholic's mojito, basically. Yeah, and mojitos are rum, so it's like a gin-based. Yeah. 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 But yeah it sounds was, good. Yeah. It, Most, it was super I, good. I feel like that's that sounds like an... Uh, it's like a classic cocktail. I feel like a lot of yeah, the classic, is. classic cocktails are gin, some sort of citrus, yeah. and then like an herb or yep. something to just elevate it, like lift it a little like bit. Gimlets and like their right. billion variants. Yeah, yeah, the the gimlet, the gimlet is like probably the most basic. It's just yeah. like gin or vodka and, and lime, lime juice. And what else do you want? You yeah. shitter. <laughs> You're drinking this to get. It's drunk. got your booze. It's got your 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 citrus to hide the booze flavor. And do you know? Do you do you actually know why that um the the citrus is so yeah? It's to hide the booze flavor because when these cocktails were being were so popular was in the prohibition era and like hooch so was probably tasted like hooch shit. was shit. Yeah. And it was like had probably mask that somehow it probably had some methanol in it and uh-huh. stuff. You know, it was made in some guy's bathtub. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What better way than with citric acid yeah so it, it's no surprise to me that a newer distillery is only doing vodka and gin because the rest of the spirits actually take a fucking right long because you time. have to barrel age them yep yep and vodka um, and gin you can just sort of pop out I, I think you can do tequila you can do a tequila oh, yeah. blanco if you if you got agave um, and rum but yes. i guess it might be tough i don't know about like the Silver agriculture rum. of of like sorghum uh sorghum or sugarcane i guess sugarcane yeah 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 sorghum. um but i, I I wonder how expensive it is to get sugar. I feel like rum is only made in yeah. like uh, Barbados, yeah, Barbados, yeah. and like Cuba, the Caribbean, you know, yeah. super tropical climates. So. Right, where it makes sense to like, you don't have to ship the sugar right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's probably not super economically advantageous. You know, I've been I've been drinking I've been drinking spirits neat lately, like different ones, gin, mm-hmm. rum, and I wonder what white whiskey tastes like. You know what I mean? Unaged, unoaked yeah. whiskey. Is is it just that it's so shit that you just like you need to age it cuz <laughs> yeah. it's so angry, I've, you know? I was curious about that too. Yeah, honestly. I wonder why we don't have any Blanc, like Blanco, yeah, know, or whatever uh whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be curious to try some. I mean, it can't be that bad, right? It's yeah. just like distilled barley. Uh, or, yeah, corn or whatever. Corn, yeah. yeah. So, uh, did you have any food over there? Was the, was the food good? Uh, So, I've had... They have, like, appetizers and stuff right now, and they had, like, a food truck that was, like, ridiculously overpriced. They, oh, it was, no. like, they called them... What did they call them? They called them, like, pudgy pies or something, and they were literally just sandwiches on, like, pieces of like white bread or like just uh-huh. you know sandwich sliced bread right yeah it's a, was is it and a pudgy pie like a, was it a literal so pudgy here's pie? the thing i don't know what a literal pudgy pie I, is but yeah. this was literally just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich it wasn't okay so a pudgy... <laughs> they also had some other options but like one of them was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich pudgy pies are one of my favorite things in the world and so what a pudgy pie is is it's it's what you say so it's two pieces of it's two pieces of bread and then like the okay the best kind of pudgy pie is a pb and j in my opinion but there's something key about a pudgy pie it's this like cast iron thing right and you lay the bread down okay put the peanut butter put the put yep. the jelly put the other yep. bread down and then it clamps right so the whole thing clamps so it's like a panini kind of yeah it's like well it, it's sort of like it cuts the crust off and binds it together almost like an uncrustable and then you shove that bitch into yeah. a fire oh and it cooks it cooks the whole thing and you get this like really crispy crunchy the bread right and it, but it's all sealed and contained like a it, like a literal like it's campfire food like you yeah, put yeah, it yeah. In a fire. you shove it into a fire yeah so that well that definitely wasn't the case well okay then it's not a fucking pudgy pie like i'm like i'm like i'm down i'm down with some pudgy pie street food because it's like the the, the brilliance of it is that it like, seals operate a street cart with an open flame <laughs> Yeah, but you could shove it into an oven, and it would probably achieve That's probably the same what thing. they did. That's you know what probably I mean? what they did. But was it crispy and warm? 
Um, or did you was, not even look? I didn't even eat one, yeah, okay. but a bunch of everyone else did. And yeah, it looked just like a sandwich and it was like $7 Weird for like a fucking peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. So quote there's, unquote, pudgy pie. there's two pudgy pies that are be- the best. And maybe someday when we, if we have a fire and we're, I'm going to introduce you to, to a good pudgy pie, you you can make the, the peanut butter and jelly, the grape, yep. the grape and peanut yep. butter. Yep. Classic. Yep. And then there's the pizza, the Italian pizza where you just oh. put some pizza sauce, some mozzarella, some pepperoni slices in there. You. It's fucking good. That sounds great. They, That's some tasty shit. They had a one that was pretty good, but I mean, they were so small and they were like seven dollars. It was a huge rip up, but it was really good. It was like a peanut butter. Was it peanut butter Nutella? I think. And then the that sounds great. Top of the pudgy pie was crusted in like cinnamon sugar. That sounds fucking good. Yeah, it was. It was good. Yeah. Cassie is going to love this, by the way. Our number... Yeah. <laughs> do we call her our number one or number two fan? I don't know. Her and Nathan are going to have to duke it out. out Speaking of which, we have to give Nathan his fucking superpower. I'm sure we'll forget... Uh, but th- no, but we should do this, it like right now. This time, Nathan, I'm sure we'll get to it in a second here. <laughs> uh, Ca- <laughs> Cassie... Uh, I think Cassie was the one who introduced me to Pudgy Pies. I could I could oh, be getting really? this wrong. So Cassie, uh, right. when you when you hear this message us on our group chat and tell me if I'm wrong or right, um, I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing back from you in like six days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, Nathan. Yeah. What was your What was your power? You you, you so gave, I, I gave me a two. couple yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Did you Did you like them? I did, but I, I was a little tipsy last night and okay. I can't remember something about rain or uh, anime yeah anime was one of anime so, was one of so them. yeah we were gonna give him two superpowers cause, yeah because we fucked up because we fucked up uh giving them okay let's give him a, let's give him a blessing and a curse let's give it nathan you get you're gonna get a boon well, <laughs> all right the first one is it's debatable whether it okay. is a blessing or a curse so okay. nathan's first superpower is that he gets to see real life in anime so everything that's real life that you see oh no for him he sees an anime. I think that's a curse. Okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna, probably, I'm gonna say that's. that's a, I'm gonna say that's a curse. And also, I don't even think he watches anime, so then it definitely, definitely, be a curse. It definitely <laughs> is a curse. Like everyone is like, "Oni son." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> show. Um, okay, so then we got to give him a blessing, something cool. Uh, how about every? Okay, Nathan can always cook the perfect egg. Okay. No matter who, like what kind. So if someone is like, and no hey, matter on what, right? Exactly. Type of... N- anywhere, anywhere. Like if someone's like, yeah. man, I could really go for a poached egg right now. Nathan's yeah. just like, I got you. Uh, poached egg, sure, easy. And he just like <laughs> cracks like a thing over, like pours some bottled water over his yeah. car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just poaches a perfect, a perfect <laughs> egg with like hollandaise. You know? Like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh man, if I could create hollandaise, like just just instantly the thanos snap I would be what happens if that's what thanos big. thanos went and like massacred <laughs> the entire you know marvel cinematic yeah. universe and then was just like he's got like a little bit of juice left over from the infinity gauntlets it's like they they mostly crippled his hands but he's got a little bit of power left oh no then... i was saying his only his only oh, his purpose only to gather was that he needed to create the perfect hollandaise he was like he was like thinking about like this brunch that he had like, ten years. Never right. It's yeah, not right. <laughs> this brunch he had not ten years ago, and he was just like, <laughs> and no matter where, like the the place closed down. Yeah, you know, and he was like, God, that was the best eggs Benny I've ever had. <laughs> Fuck me, like, and he was just like, he, and then he just like closes the chef his eyes. Is dead. He and... closes his eyes and he snaps, and there it is. There every it is. every morning, a French press and a perfect eggs Benedict. And Actually, he takes that's a bite, and he says, perfectly balanced. <laughs> It's the lemon and the cream, right? Yeah, it's the acid yep, and the yep. fat. You gotta um, mix them together, but you can't overcook it. It's a delicate art, Jerry. I think that uh, drinking a little beer before this was a great idea. Yeah, it's going, it's going pretty well so far. Um, As for me, 
I have been playing. Jerry, what have you been doing? Let's talk about you. <laughs> we haven't even talked about me yet either. So no, we're yeah, on the same. Are, are you? You went to the distillery. Yeah, that was like. Yeah, but that was like the one thing. We can't just do this for like a half. No, hour. I know. I don't <laughs> want to get to more. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, okay, you go. What, me, what, me, what have you been doing? Me, me, me. It's Jerry, all about me. Jerry this is time. the Jarrett Moore show. Um, Jerry Moore comedy hour. I have been playing Fortnite. A new season came out yesterday, two days ago. Now, okay, I think. Okay. Um, okay. It is future themed. So uh, it's like all very neon, and there's there's like a chicken Gundam that you get as a skin. There's like an anime girl that you get as a skin. Are like any map changes or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, um, they obliterated Tilted Towers, so Tilted Towers uh, is gone, and now it's Neo Tilted. Cool. Um, there's no more planes, but there's something called the Slipstream that goes around the entire map. It's just like a wind tunnel, basically, that you okay. jump in, and you just like, you know how when you drop... It's like that horizontally. Yeah. So you can just fly around the map and get places. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they did some pretty huge weapon changes. They vaulted the pump action shotgun. Okay. Uh, which means that like a bunch of pro players are like, you know, they're losing their mind about it. Because like the pump action shotgun is something that you could literally one shot anybody yeah. with a perfect headshot yeah. up close. And now they made it so that you need two of those. Oh. So now there's a combat shotgun. So it's like shotgun. useless now? No, no, no. It's okay. still very good. So like you can still two-shot people with okay. a combat shotgun up close. You just can't like immediately kill people, right? Yeah. Makes um, sense. Yeah. It's good overall for the balance of the game, but like your top influencers or whatever are yeah. like super pissed about it. Um, and I hate to say it, but I, I actually think that I like Ninja because he... Really? Yeah, he... Oh, he, man. You're in this, it now, man. I know. There's this video of him out there just being like... just, And this goes like way beyond Fortnite or whatever, but um, kind of just like sort of cri- criticizing main influencers for just ragging on the game. Yeah. Ragging on everything. If you think of like... He's like... He's like... Just like imagine being a, a casual player. They're like, they're like, the surveys come out every... You know what I mean? Every mm-hmm. every week, and eighty percent of the people who like Fortnite like enjoy like the these game. changes and yeah. things like that, and are having fun. And he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm having fun right now." But like, every time I log on to Twitch and want to watch somebody play, all they're doing is bitching nonstop, yeah. bitching, bitching, bitching. Yeah. And it's like something that I'm like pretty cognizant of on the internet too. Is like all these. It's it's like easier, I think, to hate on something. To, yeah, and to sure. get and to get um attention for that, right? Mm-hmm. And to like so like. I, I don't know. To me, it's it's e- it's easier to be critical without like actually being critical, yeah. right? To just like kind of shit on something and then mm-hmm. like not say anything and then have everybody be like, yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Fortnite was never really for me. I do right. kind of hate Ninja. I get it. Yeah, he's kind of a scumbag. Like, like as a person. Yeah, I don't know anything about like the person personality. I've seen a couple of videos where it's like he's talking about people bullying other people in Fortnite. And he's like, he's like, we got to be nice to each other and stuff. And then it like cuts to him like verbally abusing like other players and like <laughs> just shitting all over them. It was pretty hilarious. But he seems like a pretty shit person. Um, so enjoy that with your with your. Streams, I mean, I don't, Jerry. It's fine. You're part of his collective now. No, see, the thing is, is like subbed. I, I feel like and followed. Yeah, followed and subbed on Ninja. But I, I just honestly, <laughs> that really resonated with me because it's been something that I've been feeling for like the past couple of years. Like, it's just so many things that i'm like sitting and playing and enjoying yeah and i think most people are sitting and playing and enjoying them but like the the most outspoken voices the the, the pillars of the community it's like anything else right like the loudest voices are always the most critical and but always they, they, crazy but they're the ones that get the most traction it, exactly it really, it really feels yeah. like and yeah. it, it reminded me of street fighter 5 reminds me mm-hmm. of marvel versus capcom it reminds me of like Pretty much, literally any gaming community, any gaming ever. community, like it, it, yeah. it's always it's this predictable cycle of like 
excitement pre-release yep excitement post-release yeah and then like a month or two and sometimes even like a week yeah and then like a fucking week the (laughs) shit just turns and then all of a sudden one person's like oh man people have been pretty positive about this but like yeah no one's talking about the negatives i I think i'm gonna go negative and then like it just the whole thing just Just, churns and it's just like this maelstrom of shit that's all everybody gets their reddit pitchforks out anyway i've been playing some Fortnite. i've been playing some final fantasy 14 and uh Yeah, just just slamming. Nice, all just right. Slamming. Savvy's back tomorrow. The, she's been gone for a Gotta week and a half. Out this alcoholics den. Hey, this it always looks like this down here. Don't <laughs> yeah, even don't true. even front. The house is in Savvy, disarray. Savvy has no power. There over are this p- room. there are piles of my shit everywhere. I literally for, I forgot how to use the bathroom. Yep. You know, because I'm a I'm a man. He's a man. You I'm can't a man. Do it. I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I I just pissing everywhere. Yep. Um. Why not? Passing out on the Dax floor. Does it? Yeah. Passing out on the floor. I haven't taken the dog out in a week. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yep. It's it's over. It's a sad state, but we'll 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 turn it around. Maybe. <laughs> we'll turn it around. Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of turn it around, let's turn this podcast around and uh, actually get to the content. Let's talk about that content. Everyone's creating content these days, Dan. We're creating content right now for the masses. We're creators. We are artists. Craft Comics is the opiate of the masses. Exactly. As and, well as alcohol and, transition. Yep. And we're ready to provide that alcohol and uh-huh. or opium. Maybe we're not doing opium we're reviews not, yet. Nope. But uh, anyone listening we're not providing opium nope yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. Nope. wink wink for microscopy purposes yep. only. um so yeah we are <laughs> drinking right now sure is or chata it's called it's spelled o-r space chata spelled x-a-a or x-a-t-a uh-huh it's a blonde ale from a brewery called the brewery spelled b-r-u-e-r-y i like that yeah, I, I can't decide if I like it or not. It's I like do. it's definitely lazy, but it's also do, just do, like do, do, easy. Um, so yeah, Orchard. It's a blonde ale brewed with rice and lactose with natural cinnamon and vanilla oh, flavors okay. added. Okay, it's a lack. Oh, they're starting to put lactose in everything, Start, aren't they? Yeah, yep. yeah. So I I was intrigued because I love Orchata. Yeah, I was intrigued because I haven't really seen beer made with rice that often. Isn't like aren't most pilsners like the shitty pilsners that everyone memes on uh, rice hulls and stuff like that? Rice hulls, yes, but so like rice hulls are only used for making sure that the mash doesn't clog that the beer doesn't like clog well maybe it's not mashing. rice hulls but rice um i could be i could be I, pilsners shit. i don't think are made with rice i don't yeah. think i can't think of but is miller light a, a pilsner dan uh does miller light use rice? I, that's what i'm saying like the, the shitty the shitty lager beers that everyone memes on like milwaukee's best and stuff like that That could be that yeah. could be i'm just saying like craft beers i haven't seen them brewed with yeah, rice sure. that okay, often fair, and fair. horchata is a rice-based drink so I was intrigued by that and the lactose and cinnamon. So I don't know. It sounded pretty crazy, and I'd never heard of the brewery. So picked it up, and lo and behold, it was pretty fucking crazy. Am I right? Yeah. Um, my initial tasting notes on this beer is that it's not beer. <laughs> yeah, it is very spiced, and like the cinnamon to me, like really comes through. It's not bad. I no, don't think. No, it's not bad. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where it's your senses kind of playing with you yeah. a little bit. So like you're like, I think this is going. It's called horchata. Yeah. It doesn't really smell like horchata, so it's got that no. going for it. But the second you drink it, you get this mixture of sweet from the lactose and yep. then the cinnamon. And the cinnamon. And those two in combo are fuck. I think they fuck with you a little bit. Yeah, I don't get a ton of the vanilla. No, I'm not either. sure what the rice does, but it probably does something that I don't know how to pick out, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, I think it's... I kind of like it. I don't want to drink that much of it. No. Do you agree? 
Yeah, I, I, it's a it's a seven point two percent ABV, which yeah. is super surprising with how with how yeah. sweet it is. I um, was I was surprised by that as well. I didn't yeah. see that until just now that it was seven point two percent. Right. Um. Yeah. I I don't think I could drink like a pint of this might be might be perfect. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see once we have our next beer, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I want to come back to that orchard. Yeah, you know the next I mean? beer should be pretty easy drinking. So it. Yeah, I'm. I think that'll be a good contrast. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, so the brewery. Yeah, I was gonna say anything about the brewery. Oh, you you already know. There's something about the brewery. Yeah, it's please tell me. Brewed in Placentia, California. Oh, that's right. That's right. And one of the uh, Supergirl. Shit. Yeah, uh, artists or what is it? colors? Letters? I think colors. Okay. Or, no, they did the cover this time. They they usually do like art or colors or something like that. Okay, something F C O Placentia. Yeah, F C O Placentia. So we're wondering. If they're the same person, yeah. If if they're the same, if that person is the city, Placentia, California, and if they are making comic books and beer and beer, maybe, yeah. What happens if this is the point where where all of our worlds collide? It is a pretty like artistic can. Yeah, I'm digging it. uh, Yeah, I really like the can. Actually, it's kind of like Mayan uh, inspired art. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's a little dark for a Blondale, maybe. I think it's I think it's right on point for a Blondale. I All think right. I think blondes can be can be about this color. Any yeah. darker, and it's yeah. starting to verge into like, are you an, are you an amber or, or a nut brown? Yeah. What exactly are you? Please mm-hmm. please fit into these boxes that I have um, that I've yeah. made that the BJCP has yeah. set aside for you to adhere to. Thank <laughs> exactly. you. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, not, uh, about not, all I have to say about it for now. I don't have much else to say either. Um, it, it's, it's very sweet, yeah, uh, kind I, of enjoyable. I wouldn't like, this isn't something that you can just pound that entire no, four pack No, definitely of. not. It's like, definitely, I don't know. I would maybe want my, I, could, I might change my mind, but I feel like I'll want another one of these maybe yeah. in like a week. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I can see the last one of these just like slowly yeah. making its way further and further yep. to the back of my fridge. Yep. yep. And then, like six months from now, I discover it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll drink that. And then I'm like, I wonder why I never drink that. And I pour it out and I finish it. And I'm like, oh okay, that's yeah. why. <laughs> to its credit, though, I will say it's a pretty. It's closer than I would expect to the flavor of horchata from yep. a beer. Yep, uh, and, and that's pretty admirable. That, that's good because, like, when I sniffed it, I, I remember I even said I was like, damn, this does this smells like a home brewed beer, yeah. which is not a compliment. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Not it, really, but I I don't know the. It doesn't the taste, taste no. The like taste a is good. Beer, I don't think the taste is good. This the smell definitely loses points on the. If I were to be rating mm-hmm. this, according to the BJCP guidelines, the aroma is which that, we adhere to. Here. Yeah, which we, strict, strict strict adherence, adherence on yeah. this podcast. Ooh, oh, that's I thought a, you were turning that on. No, scared no, me a little no, bit. No, 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 no. no. Um. Well, that's I guess all that's I have it. to say about this. Uh, same. Yeah. Let's same, uh, same, let's same. move on then. Moving I guess to the real content of this podcast yep um jared farting into a mic <laughs> finally for 40 minutes i've been holding it i've been holding it forever it's um, your time to shine boy, my, big boy this is my moment my moment um what do we got for comics up first year we have a big old stack of comic books this week well not super not big, too big about eight, about eight comics for y'all to enjoy us summarizing and reviewing um before we launch into that this is your spoiler warning this is a review show we're going to spoil these comics um, just by talking about them. It's nothing personal. It's just the way it's the way this shit goes. You know what I mean? So if you are planning, if you're planning on reading these books, um, just pause the button. Go away. Come back after you've read them. Yeah. And that's yeah. that. I Easy think, as that. You think there's been enough time for us to start talking about these books? I think so. One thing... Actually, no. We should do one more thing first. Okay. As requested by our number one slash number two fan, uh-huh. Cassandra Kiddo. Miss Kiddo. 
she wanted us to talk about the Avengers spoiler cast. Uh, I think I think it's time for us to move on to the comic books. Um, <laughs> first up this week, first up this week we have uh, yeah, we we've, we've got we've got Mar- we talked about it last week. Uh, oh, we got Marvel <laughs> Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man number six, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Juan Cabal. Nolan Woodard and Federico Blee on colors, and Travis Lanham on... Tomathan Taylor Thomas. Tomathan Taylor Thomas on the letters. Um, I'm going to get back to that spoiler cast. Do you want this? Uh, Do you want to take this one? Sure. If you'd focus up, Dan, we have a podcast around here. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. That's that's the criticism. So this mm-hmm. was... Talk very... to the fucking mic, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> this was an interesting issue, because... Yeah, this one uh, this one got me a little misty. It was, yeah, I, yeah, it, it was it felt designed cheap. to do that. It but felt cheap. Yes, you it bastards. was very low-hanging fruit, yeah. which is why this is another issue of Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man that I am slightly conflicted about. If you remember, yep. several weeks ago, I was also very conflicted about this comic because, one, they gave Aunt May cancer, which you don't do, and two, Peter said he wouldn't come with her to chemotherapy initially, which is also a dick thing to do. And it's it's a lot of uh yeah it's a lot of cancer you yep. know too much cancer for comic books IMO too much but, cancer in that last issue so how'd you enjoy this so, one so yeah this this was an interesting issue they basically there is Spider Man with a nine and a half year old Spider Man uh, called Spider Bite mm-hmm. and together they fight not only the Sinister Six but the Sinister Sixty okay pause is the Sinister Six a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sinister Six is... Um, I don't actually know who all was included in it initially. Is I it assume like a... it's everyone who's in uh, this spread. Green Goblin. Uh, Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. Vulture. Doc Ock. Black, Black Widow. Widow. Who's that guy? Is that Doc That's Ock? only five. So there must... Oh, Mysterio. Mysterio, okay. He's hanging out on the end there. Jake Gyllenhaal. So, yeah. So I assume that that is the original Sinister Six, just the way it's presented, but I'm mm-hmm. not positive on that. Um also, little known fact, the Sony Spider-Man universe back when it was Andrew Garfield. You remember those movies? The middle one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a... They only made two. There was It was The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 where Jamie Foxx played Electro. Uh, so wow. that was wow. actually a setup for a sony extended spider-man universe yeah the scu the sony cinematic yeah. universe <laughs> of the sinister six so the sinister six was going to get their own film franchise but then uh the acquisition happened right the acquisition happened and also i hated amazing spider-man one and two and a lot of other people really didn't like it either it did pretty well at the box office so yeah. they still probably could have like yeah because everyone was like oh i'm gonna go see that new marvel movie spider-man and, exactly. they go see it, and they're like oh that one exactly. didn't really it's seem like, oh, like that, the... it wasn't the quality that i'm used to from oh, an mcu film but i don't I, understand but i don't know why and then they walk yeah. out doo, 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 yep, you know? yep, none the yep. wiser <laughs> same same thing happened with venom probably you got him again sony <laughs> though i actually did kind of like venom Venom was pretty good um but yeah that venom was also originally supposed to be a part of that extended like sony spider-man and cinematic universe so <laughs> god I, would you please stop would they please stop i know like, i think the they only, are though the only reason that the cinematic universe works in marvel is, is because that all the movies are good it's because the movies are like at least decent yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like fuck's sake yeah i know but uh, they're learning that like uh you know dc universe is no longer a thing yeah. like the extended dc universe. is it really pretty they're... much yeah there i mean there is a little crossover but for the most part they said they're focused on doing uh individual indiv- movies okay. well which i think is a good call for them that, i mean that is At a good call now. because you need to do individual movies well to In get your to... fucking cinematic universe exactly. to be good you 
fucking idiots. And they learn that the hard way. So, but hopefully they uh, do a good job with it. I think yep. they will. Um, based on, uh, yeah, and I'm still conflicted about it, but I still have hope that the Joker movie with Walking Phoenix will be good. Trailer uh, drop for that. The trailer was really good, man. I but don't know. It's the director just, it's, is shit. It's, it's the Todd fucking. Phillips it's the fucking. The it's the fucking DC thing that I I don't like. It's focusing the, on villains. Yeah, I think that's uh, actually not a bad call. Especially like a Birds of Prey movie that they're making with uh, Margot Rob- Robbie. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, I mean Birds of Prey. They're not villains, though. I mean, they are. No, they're not. The Birds of Prey are like Oracle, Black Widow, and the Huntress canonically. And Ivy. Poison right? Poison Ivy's usually uh yeah she was a part of the original Birds so of Prey really but they, it's, they're all villains except Oracle right isn't Huntress no, Bla- Huntress is not a villain oh, Black okay. Canary is not a villain they're, so oh, Black they're, Canary yeah they're they're not they're not villains well, the, the the thing about I think they're they're superheroes that may have had some especially Poison Ivy definitely Poison Ivy right have had yeah. like some shit some history you uh-huh. know what I mean but they're they're like doing good. Yeah, so I think uh, led by Barbara their, Gordon, right? I think they could find their niche with stuff like that, and yeah. hopefully, James Gunn's new Suicide Squad movie. Um, it's just wild to me that they're going to kick off feasibly Will Smith. No, 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 no. Feasibly, they're going to kick off a DCU. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw big old quotes because, like, you know that even though like we're focused on making individual films good, that they're still yeah. just like, you know, eyes like ten years yeah. ahead, being like yes what okay if? we're we're gonna make these films good but also like maybe have a roadmap just in case yeah, you know what yeah. i mean and i f- fuck it you know what yeah, i mean I if it's that. if it's good it's good yeah um what the how the fuck are we talking about so back to sinister <laughs> back 60? to back to the sinister <laughs> 60 yes anyway sinister I, 69 i love talking about that stuff so i, I, I think take any possible yeah, yeah, yeah. diversion towards for sure extended I, universe I, discussions I, I, that i, I can too. take um, but yeah, back to Spider-Man. So he's fighting the Sinister 60 with Spider-Bite, and it's just like a big... All they had to do was add nine more villains, and it would have been that much better. I know, I know. But the kid is nine and a half, so, Yeah, you know. tell me a nine and a half year old doesn't know what 69-ing is. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the rest of the... Then there's two extended panels of them taking it on, and it is revealed after that that it, Surprise. Was, it was all in a fucking chemotherapy ward for children. <laughs> the cancer ward yep and spider-man's just there as like a uh chris pratt make a wish type of dude shit and uh so yeah this kid's dying of dying of cancer well except he is the real spider-man oh yeah it's the real spider-man yeah, yeah. and he's Spider- not just like a dude dressed up as spider-man he is the spider-man yep right? and that's yep and uh but yeah the rest of the sinister 60 were all fill-ins mm-hmm. um but uh yeah so he he talks to the cancer kid and the cancer kid's like you know uh, depressed that he's gonna die any night and he's like i'm afraid that if i go to Dude, sleep i'll yeah. never wake back up okay let me let me just jump in here real quick because like i thought that this comic was over when like they pulled the kid's mask off yeah they pulled the kid's mask off or whatever um and yeah. and, and then it's like it's revealed that this has been taking place in a cancer war and i was like yep. okay i see what you did jesus yep. but then they, they take went it, deeper they take it a yeah. step further where they're like okay you know it's it's time to be it's time to be done or whatever and the kid has this outburst right yeah. he's like i don't know like, wa- i don't want to be done i don't want to go to bed or whatever and then his parents are like and then spider-man's like a little shocked and is just like hey yeah. you know hey, it's okay it's buddy okay. you know and then his dad is like hey can i talk to you outside fucking confiding in spider-man yeah. he's like he's like thank you so much for what you did sorry he outburst and he's like spider-man's like oh you know kids are kids and he's like yeah, yeah. he's just scared he's never gonna wake up again <laughs> and then it's like yeah. okay and then All right. and then spider-man's like hey you know what bud your night's not over yet. You don't have to go to bed. And then he takes him out swinging yeah. in the city. And I was like, yeah. I was like, 
Yeah. You fucking shitters. You fucking how, shitters. How di- how, I mean, okay, like, it's it's a, it's a it's because it worked, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's good because it worked, but at yeah. the same time, I'm like... It's, yeah, it's tough because uh, it's like, yeah, like I said, it's, it's super low-hanging fruit to go for, like, the cancer sympathy angle but they but do this, a pretty good job of it. they do a good job of it and at the same time like i don't know maybe and that's what a friendly neighborhood sh- spider-man should be doing right right and I so it's it's just one of those things like maybe this maybe this piece of art like helps somebody somewhere yeah, you yeah, know what i mean yeah like, totally some, it's so good natured right somebody struggling with this kind of thing just reads this and is like touched you know and this is like a one of the better versions of this type of I don't know, like entertainment or something. Like if you're going to make a cancer comic or something, this is probably a good way to do it. Yeah. Like it, it was, the writing was sweet and kind of funny in places. So yeah, it's, I think overall, and I was, yeah, when you asked me how it was, I was a little conflicted, Yeah, but I think overall I did like it. It's just a hard on. thing to, it's a hard topic to cover. Yeah. It's a hard topic to cover well for a lot of different reasons. Right um it, it's it's because you need to walk the line right you need to yeah it, 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 if you're coming from a place of like and this to me it felt like it was coming from a place of like genuineness yeah right? same if you were just writing this for exploit exploitation mm-hmm. it would be bad right so it, it's it's one of those things where it's like do, do you do you walk the you have to you have to walk the line and then as a reader you can't be too sweet though or else it's just kind of yeah grow like kind of just like then it feels exploit yeah then it feels exploitative but you can't be too callous either or else it feels like you're not being like sympathetic enough so yeah i think this did walk that line fairly well i and i don't know you you don't know about the writer you know what i mean like right it's one of those things like like i i don't know enough about the person writing this book to know if like they're At this point, I feel like it must. They be must be. A it must be personal. some some way of working through because, like, if the the Aunt May having cancer yep. and this deep kind of like um, yep. dwelling on it and really yeah. digging at like hospital scenes and yeah. things like that. It like it's got to be somewhat. At least that's I dr- hope it's somewhat autobiographical. It's drawing, or at the very least, I mean, honestly, like you know, with cancer, like you can't really find anyone. Yeah. on this planet that hasn't known somebody who's had it or has right. gone through it or has lost somebody to right, it. So right. it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, everyone could draw on those experiences, but it takes a deft hand to do it well. And with, with, with have it come out as genuine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think I liked it. I will give it another somewhat conflicted four out of five. Same as last time. Yeah. Well, a four out of five with an asterisk. I think we said last time. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give it a, um, oh shit yeah i'm like i'm like landing on 4.25 uh wow digging into the 0.25 yeah this is like one of the first it's like it's like slightly better than a four it's like definitely worse than a five slightly worse than 4.5 so like i'm just like landing right in there um and worse is like whatever the fuck you know what i mean yeah yeah art was good story was story was pretty good It, Mm -hmm. it, it it just suffered from a little bit of like i saw it coming Mm-hmm. but it still worked on me. You yeah, know what I mean? At the yeah. end when they're swinging through the city, I was like, you bitch. Yeah. How yeah. fucking dare you? Yep, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, all right, Dan, before we bust into the next Marvel comic, you wanted to talk about it so bad. Let's, oh, baby. Let's talk about that spoiler cast. Oh, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, There's not much to talk about. That I mean, uh, yeah, it won't take too long. So we can just bust into it for the benefit of Cassandra Kiddo. Mm-hmm. But basically, last friday was it um yeah oh eight days ago yeah last friday night uh how many hours is that 
Jerry messaged me and uh-huh. uh, we got to talk and we were like, we should do an Avengers spoiler cast to talk about our feelings of the film. And I was like, great, I have so many thoughts. So I got there to shade Jerry and he was already pretty drunk because you had started drinking at like 3 p.m. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and I think one of the first things you said to me was like, I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> like and I was saying like, oh, okay, I got I got some notes and stuff. I got a lot of thoughts. And, and you're like, oh, man, I feel like I need to see it again or something. Because <laughs> I, I don't have anything. It, bo- it, it boded well from the beginning. <laughs> we made a delicious cocktail. Yeah. Um, it was a last word, uh, which is... Spoilers. Let's just say, again, since we... we I feel like we... We gave a spoiler warning for books, but we're about to spoil Endgame, okay? Uh, we're not going to spoil it too much, though. I think... I that... mean, I, we're about to talk about the last word, right? Okay. And, yes, yes, yes. So I'm we're, I'm yeah. just going to give a big old fat spoiler warning right now, so anything that happens after that is not our responsibility. It'll be quick. It'll be like 30 seconds to a minute. But yeah, so we, we made a delicious last word, um, which was which we found on the How to Drink YouTube channel. Yep. What's and... the name of that cocktail from the, uh, like the, that it's that sub drawn from? Uh, it called, no, it is the last it's word. It's called the last word. Yep, okay. that is a classic cocktail, and this particular last word was made with what was the main Lagavulin? Lagavulin, which is a which is a scotch that Tony Stark would have would have made, and that's yeah. and that's what makes the last word uh, name so poignant. Tony's yep. last word. So we, we we tipped a couple back for Tony. Yep, um, and Jared got even sloppier drunk, ugh. and by the end of that, like I feel like your eyes were completely shut recording <laughs> it was so we tried to record we were stuck on one plot point that took 45 minutes for us to actually like finish talking about yeah and, and that we, was probably my fault uh yeah 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 <laughs> okay so here's the thing about this because i remember i remember the first last word uh-huh and i remember you being like hey let's go get another one of these <laughs> And then I remember being like, I want to make it. And you being like, no, I'm going to make it. And I was a little bit miffed because I was like, I wanted to make the second last word. Fuck Danny Mac. And then nothing else after that. I woke up the next morning in my bed and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And I'm like looking around. I was like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. What happened? I was like, Dan's is Dan here? No, Dan's gone. Um, the pe- And I saw it's this fucking massacred pizza. <laughs> On my, that was the best on part. my stovetop, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, and then I'm getting these fucking PTSD flashbacks, flashbacks of me like yeah. hacking into it with a steak knife. With a steak knife, he was just sawing oh. at it. I was like, "Do you want a pizza cutter or something?" And he's like, "No, I got it." And he was just sawing at the middle of this <laughs> undercooked pizza with a serrated steak oh. knife, just drilling into the fucking cardboard of the pizza box. Oh, so, man. do you want to know the first thing that I did? What I walked down here, looked at the whole like like seventy minute long podcast. Delete. Pressed X and clicked no. <laughs> I do not want to save. Sir. Burn it to the ground. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that said, we did we did enjoy Avengers, so we're not going to do a real podcast about it. No, I mean, fuck. I like, mean, we could if we wanted to. This is the second. This is the second. Uh, this is the second bonus content we've tried to record for you guys, but like. <laughs> utterly failed utterly failed at and the first one wasn't because either of us got wasted it was just because we just didn't we just didn't know like we didn't know what we were doing the format was different it was a graphic novel and a cocktail yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and we tried to do a little bit like deeper dive into the narrative deeper dive into the history of the cocktail so it got like i don't know i think it was i think it was a good idea clumsy but yeah i think it was a good idea execution wise but I, i i honestly think that like 
what we did is we spent too much time going word for word over what happened in the yeah. book and not enough time like we could have spent uh half of the time going over what happened in the book and then the the, the half of the time that we were talking about that we could have spent talking about like the historical context yeah, you yeah. know yeah. This book was written in the 90s when this was happening. And yep. this is what they were probably talking about with this. And the, these are yeah. parallels you can draw, you know? So it's a, it was a work in progress. We'll probably do some more of we, them. We still have the whole schedule. I think we missed yeah. April. Um, we did. But, you know, it's May It's May now. Maybe we'll... May be. We'll try something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but, be, uh, be a little bit wiser, a little older. So that's the story kinder. of the Avengers spoiler cast that never was. You're welcome, Miss Kiddo. I hope you enjoy being shouted out three <laughs> separate times on this podcast. <laughs> You know she did. You know she she's, she's gonna. It's gonna be one of those things where she messages us like four days from now, being like, "Oh, she'll be answering my first question or whatever." Yeah. Twenty minutes later, she'd be like, "Oh my god!" Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's my Cassie Kiddo voice. Is a high. Oh my god! Wow, I'm real, uh, real original. It's Jared. it's very it's very on point. Yeah. Um, should we continue? No, let's on? move on. Uh, now that now that we got that delicious nonsense out of the way, that little nugget. Um, let's... this train stops for nobody. We have Age of X-Men, Apocalypse, and the Extracts, number three, written by the Tim Seeley. Ooh, this is where it gets hard. Okay. Art by Salva Espin, Israel Silva on colors, and Travis Lanham on the letters. Wonderful. I'll take a stab at this. This is um, the next Age of X-Men book. Um, this is a kind of like a, I don't want to say it's like a isolated... It's like parallel universe Parallel universe stuff. event that's going on in Marvel right now. Where... It's like, what if the entire world was only inhabited by mutants and no normal people what would happen right something about hope summers right um yeah hope summers did something she spurred on this catalyst that to free all the mutants or something right that that spurred this like weird parallel dimension where everybody on earth has mutant powers and the x-men run this kind of like sort of shady shadow government shadow government just like orwellian dystopia with like like you know what i mean like monitoring civilians and yep it's all based on like you're not allowed to since mutants are now no one is born and presumably that is why that's why there's no humans um no one is born they're they're like grown Grown. in test tubes and shit so you're not allowed to like have any physical intimacy or or feel love or any anything like that with other people and if you do you get mind wiped by like psylocke and the shadow yeah so apocalypse in the extracts is a book of like it's like one the of the hippie movement right one of the series in this age of x-man event that's all about um apocalypse and his like kind of beatnik hippie cult yeah. that's and all about free love and... and they're pretty much the good guys they're trying to take down the shadow government are they the good guys that's though? the that's, question that's the that's the big old twist that's in the... apocalypse in the extracts yeah so you've got it's it's a cool team it's the dazzler who if you're not familiar with her in marvel you'd be forgiven because she's kind of an obscure reference but she's like a, po- a terrible name i think she I, the dazzler i, I like the dazzler because she dazzles <laughs> she her whole mutant power is that like she sings and people are like enraptured by her yeah. so she she very much does dazzle this naked lady who like is like basically a acid trip, right? Yeah. Um, you've got Eye Boy, who I think oh, his entire God. mutant power is just having like a shit ton of eyes. Yeah, but he said that he can see uh things like ultraviolet lights. Yeah, and he stuff can see like he can see things that are different, right? Yeah. Um, but he can't see. He's very perceptive. But he couldn't see the veil that was pulled over his many eyes by True. the X Men. Right? True. Um, and then Apocalypse's kid. Yeah. Is that the pretty? Oh, and Kitty Pride. Yeah. Um, so this this uh, book featured some some of my favorite scenes of this so far, which was uh, Colossus talking to X twenty three on the X ship. 
oh yeah with his art piece and she was like uh, he was like <laughs> okay this is my favorite this is my favorite line um she's like she's like what do you mean inspired by the the their run in? so they they ran into the the group of cult leaders or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah i made this painting inspired by that meeting and she's like inspired by he's like well like inspired by my revulsion for them maybe <laughs> and then he goes into this um into this like private gallery that he's made and it's all paintings of kitty pride who um if you yeah if you don't know uh they're like long-term time lovers she left him at the altar yep before all Scandal. this happens and she was like these are all of me and she's also kitty pride is one of the members of the of the extracts basically yeah. so that was my favorite part of this dan did you so, like anything so then after that apocalypse kind of comes by and he's yep. like that's where he's tipping his trust hat anyone you can only trust and yep. sabaneur and sabaneur yeah, this is where he's beginning to tip his hat a little yeah. bit so he kind of beats the shit out of cyclops or not cyclops out of colossus, colossus who is um, just who's literally like figuring shit out now. yeah like, and you yeah. would think that like if if Apocalypse's intentions were good, and he was one like one of the biggest hard asses in one of the mm-hmm. previous X Men right comics, pretty much this. the only one left taking a hardline stance on this is like, like X- no, it's wrong, it's always yeah. wrong. Is X twenty X twenty three and that French chick from um the uh, Psylocke one, you know the the bitchy French girl. Oh, oh you didn't yeah. read that? That was that was uh, last week. That was yeah. the week with Adam. Yep, yep, yep. I still have not caught up on that, but I will shortly. So the other uh, storyline in this is some of the extracts. Um, the uh, shoot, what's the cloudy hippie woman's name? Oh God, I don't, I don't know. So the one who makes the hippie dust, the and, acid trip lady, and uh, the dazzler, the dazzler are fighting Omega Red. Who I know from Marvel vs. Capcom too. Oh, he's a real guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So it, but I haven't really read many comics on him. So I was, I was excited to kind of see him shouted out here. So he's like killing a bunch of people, but also kind of wants to join them or something like that. I was. They're, they're trying. So, that. so Apocalypse wants them to recruit him. Okay. And then they've made this kind of rogue decision that he is a murdering psychopath. He's a murdering psychopath, and then he starts actually tipping the hat hat like showing them the hand a little bit by saying like you think that you think that you know the truth which is like so these are supposed to be the people that are woke to the truth right mm-hmm. they they are like they have seen the truth through this lady's vision or whatever and they're with and Sabanur, you know what yeah. I mean? To like free love and stuff like that. Right. And he's just being like, you idiots. Yeah. Like yeah. you're being double, They're, double played. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's the double conspiracy. Right. And I think this is super fucking neat. I was yeah, so, it's I pretty was, cool. Because like you knew that Apocalypse was probably going to be pretty evil at some point. Right? right. But this did a good job of like kind of like, oh, maybe he actually is good. But it's yep. like. But maybe yeah, it's it's cool because you, you got that bit with his son, right? Where his son is yeah. like, I can see things into his past. Yeah. And, and the, I don't even see the parallel universes where Apocalypse is a supervillain. Right. And he's like, I, am I his son? Am I truly, am I truly his son? Because like, if he is, if he is his son, it kind of terrifies him. Yeah. And like, this is something that like, I'm pretty sure that Apocalypse is not privy to. So like, yeah. this is something that he's, yeah, con- he's confiding in the eye boy the entire time. Right. The big page spread at the end is, um, I don't know the 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 acid lady and then Dazzler are getting choked out by the Omega Red Omega Red um about, presumably about to die and then uh, the Apocalypse's son shows up in a fucking Captain, Captain America, America outfit. outfit with the with the shield and is just like I'm ready to become a hero. Yep, yep. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I think what that is, and you might be able to correct me, but Apocalypse's actual powers 
have something to do with absorbing other mutants' powers, right? I can't uh, yeah, I have no idea. I think so. So I think that's kind of what's happening here is that his son is seeing Apocalypse the villain and all these other uh, alternate universes and is choosing to become a hero. And so he's seeing he's seeing Captain America in yeah. the other universe. And he's like, I want to be like them. It's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, I teenage we, rebellion at its finest. Right? We were we were talking about this before, and I was like, man, this is like one of the coolest Marvel events that I've read in a long time. Like yeah. Marvel is kind of to me is bad at it yeah <laughs> like right now they have three going on right now compared to dc which is like jesus christ has War's been gearing up war of the realms this one what's the other one um the, oh, the spider-man yeah the craven yeah, the hunter one. craven the hunter one yeah, yeah which might be wrapping up now but like that's that's three events compared to dc's one zero there's no events yeah. going on right now at dc but they are ramping up to do two yeah which is like I wish that they wouldn't. Yeah. I wish that they wouldn't do two, two at the, at same, the same time, time, especially because it's been a year and a half since DC's had an event. But yeah. hey, it is what it is. Yep. Speaking of which, we got to rate first. That oh, was a good. Yeah, that was right. a good transition. But we got to rate. Right. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a five. I just love wow. everything. I, it's not even that. Like this issue. Yeah. It's just fitting into all these pieces. The I, whole it's really. Arc. It's really yeah. starting to click cool. for me, and I'm like, all these books are like tying into each other in the best way mm-hmm. which is what you should want for an event yeah but they're also not asking that you buy like four issues yeah. of the event a week you buy one and you buy because one of a week. that like it's also completely unreasonable for the writers to be able to tie that much in right because like realistically if you're in an event and you're writing a book where there's like two other books participating in that event that it there's only so much that it can bring in from yeah. those other issues right. um, and still maintain its own sense of individualism. So yeah. I think I, I agree. I like this because if you're just doing one a week, the consequences and what happened in like last week's issue actually start to matter some. Right. Because like they don't, they can, they can write it in a way that like, if you missed it, you will literally miss it because they're mm-hmm. only asking you to make one, to pull one a week. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's uh, like it, what it, what it reminds me of, and you'll, you'll like this because you said you love talking about it is the Marvel right. cinematic universe. Yeah, right? Yeah. It, it's not asking you to see four movies yeah. every single year to keep up with it. It's asking you to see one or two. Right? Yeah. I guess Marvel has been kind of bad about that lately, though. I think they've had, they? like, two or three. I can I can think of, like, Infinity... I can think of Infinity Wars, Captain so, Marvel. Yeah. This year, they had, like, a record low. Okay. Um, because Infinity Wars came out. But, yeah, I think... I think you, you're right. It's, like, two or three a year is still not that much. I, yeah. I, to and, me, to me, it really... It didn't... It really felt like... And still, like, the financial burden of seeing two movies in yeah. theaters as opposed to pulling four books. And right? I even, like, skipped Ant-Man, saw those on a flight. You yeah, you know? don't need to see Ant-Man, right? Yeah, you don't need to see yeah. Ant-Man. You don't need to see Ant-Man, you don't, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Craft Comics here. You don't need to see Ant-Man. No, it's Maybe nothing. watch it on Netflix. It's pretty much nothing. Um, It's fine. I bet, I bet Ant-Man and the Wasp is okay. I saw both of them, and they are both exactly the same. Aggressively okay? Yeah, I would okay. say that. Um, but yeah, I would give it probably a four out of five. Four like out of five. It. Yeah, four out of five from Danny Mac. Well, speaking of DC, there's there's your, <laughs> there's your segue, right? There is my segue. Speaking of uh, events, events. Speaking of comic mm-hmm. book events, DC's Year of the Villain is kicking off. That's right, DC's Year of the Villain. Um, and what I was going to do though is I was going to say DC is coming up next. I think it's time for us to take a break and move on to our second beer. Are you good with that? Wow, my segue is just destroyed yet again. Double the the double hit. I guess we can talk about DC's Year of the Villain, then we can take a break. Will that make you feel better? 
No, we can wait. Okay, we're gonna take. A- After all that, folks, we're gonna take. We're a gonna break. take a break. Fill up on another beer. Um, sit tight. Don't go anywhere. Yes, we'll be back with some hot, some hot, sexy, steamy DC action, clandestine, buff action. bane action. Mm, you'll love it. Uh, and we're back. We are returned. We've got our second beer filled up. It is a dark one. I didn't expect yeah, it to be yeah. so deeply hued. Well, Jerry, then you might not be familiar with the Schwarzbier. Schwarzbier. This is a beer from Pipeworks Brewing Company in uh-huh. Chicago, Illinois. Okay. 60652. 60652. Um, a Schwarzbier, for those who didn't know, I didn't really know. I didn't know. Uh, Clearly. It, it is a v- traditional... German beer, a traditional German lager. It is lagered. It is this not is an lager. ale. And uh, it is very malt forward. Usually yep. has like a medium alcohol content between 5 and 6%. This is actually a little beefy for a Schwarz beer, I think. This one is like 6.3%. 6. 6. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit higher ABV than normal. Uh, Pipeworks makes a lot of good shit. I've had some of their stuff. They, I, I feel like they were some of the first people to cash in on... The four pack pint canned, pint canned yeah, uh, yeah. In, that in is like our like craft per, beer per, preferred distribution method these days. Yeah, it's in all the fancy beers come in uh, four pack, pints. and you can get these cool. You can get such cool like little labels. You yeah, know what it's I mean, true. the cool, the coolest cans are the are the pints. Gives you, know? you more room for the good artwork. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is a traditional German beer, and because of that, there's it's usually pretty clean? subtle and mm-hmm. clean and crisp and if you you know you're just supposed to get the basics super right Mm -hmm. and then the beer will be good i would not describe this as subtle or crisp because really yeah i i don't think it's subtle i think it's very much in your face with its maltiness and its coffiness and that's not i'm not saying it's bad i i I just don't i don't i'm surprised this is a lager is what i'm saying i don't even think there are i don't think there's really coffee in this i think it's just the no 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 but the but the coffee coffee flavor from the malt so for me like when i when i think of lagers and and like i i'm i'm definitely 100 percent wrong here so like perfect take, take this with a grain of salt perfect. but like for like lagers i think of things like uh, pilsners yeah and like as dark as you get is like a maybach maybe is as a maybach even a it is a lager because lager. Yeah. you, you they're, they're the they're like this is even this is like a step further from this like this reminds me of a stout in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um yeah i can see that and i almost wonder what the benefit is of lagering it when you have such like complex multi flavors like it, it lagering just so people know like usually cuts back a hundred percent on yeast tones am i correct uh yeah but it also gives some other yeast tones the difference i don't know it, it's it's different um like lagering there's it's more cold. diacetyl yeah it's it, colder it takes longer because it's colder right um so it's i don't know it's just different yeast character i think okay. I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily Removing like it's definitely it? less than say like a half of ice right but it's probably more than a lot of ales too depending on like because you're stressing them is that is that why um no i don't think so i think it's just that lower or that uh lager yeast strains tend to contain more diacetyl and other they just kick of... off different shit yeah right? exactly yeah, they're, so... they're just they're just different so for those of you at home that don't know the difference between a lager and an ale ales are fermented at i don't know arguably room temperature um yep. you'd say somewhere between like i don't know 65 to 75 70. something like that yeah 75 is a little high 65 is a little low so somewhere somewhere in there is where ales are typically fermented yeah, at. yeah i think like it... 63 is usually like the lowest that most 
yeasts tend to recommend right. fermenting at. And so then a lager, um, by contrast, is something that's fermented in the 40s to 50s. Am yeah. I am I right on that? So I think a, that's right. Like it's yeah, cold. May, maybe even like. And I actually read some stuff about this. This is that's pretty crazy. But some people experimented with modern lager strains are way different than like you know they yeah, used to make the them classic. back in the day. Yeah. And one person. <laughs> They they do this blog called like Experiments, and uh, they fermented a lager at ale, temp- ale temperatures. Yeah, I was always curious about that. They said it was exactly the same, indistinguishable. So yeah, that's funny. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, it was just one experiment. They didn't do like a comprehensive case study or anything like that. Well, but- so so lagers they they weren't fermented. Lagers weren't fermented at low temperatures for a gimmick. Right? right, they were they were fermented because that was the time of the year. Necessity. That's yeah. your am or not your amber. What the, what the fuck am I talking about? Um, Oktoberfest. Yeah, right. Yeah, your Oktoberfest are are you know all those German beers because like those countries are just colder in general. So yeah. like when you make beer year round, so then in yeah. the in the winter time your the ales are just a little different. You know, you use a different yeast strain or something. Yeah, the one thing that I never understood about or a different that, spoon to stir. <laughs> yeah, was that like a like South America? A lot of Latin countries. They all make lagers. They don't really make ale. So I don't really know how that works out. South American countries that were colonized at some point. Well, yeah, maybe. By but... colder. You know what I mean? That's what, I, that's what I'm I, I'm asking. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's the fucking crazy thing about like... But it seems like warmer countries tend to produce lagers, which makes no sense to Today. Me. Today. Today. But back in the day, right? Did they, yeah, maybe were, not. I were, don't know. In South America, was beer like a popular drink in south america before colonialism and stuff like that. i don't i am um, I'm, I'm just asking because I, I don't know yeah i don't know either i know they made like chicha and stuff uh-huh. with a, like fermented corn right. uh drinks and maybe some from everywhere drinks, everywhere but... in the world people found a way to turn sugar yeah. into alcohol is pretty yep. much at the end of the day you always find a way to get fucked up at yep. the end of the day i i love how like no matter what no matter what the culture is like so like you know obviously once once naval stuff happened and boats, mm-hmm. you know, people figured out boats. Then you started to get this like kind of crossover, yeah, between different cultures and things like that mingling, which is also fucking incredible. It just gives you some of the best food ever, but for sure. Anyway, uh, before all of that, almost every single like main culture found a way to make bread. Yep, and then found a way to make alcohol. Yeah, which I think is, is I, pretty hilarious. You know, it's just very telling as to who <laughs> yeah. we are as like a species. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I just think that's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. So this, I I love traditional German beers. I've yeah. been to Germany a couple times, and every time I'm always eager to. It's just different, you know. It's so much different than uh, the American than idea. American yeah. beer culture. Yep. And in some areas, it's also the same. Just because I went to Berlin, and that was much more americanized like yeah. they had a bunch of hazy ipas they had um a lot of ipas in general yeah which i think are more of an i would it, not american like created thing but i think american popularized thing yeah i i would love to have a german ipa i feel like that would be this like really fun like you know it's yeah. like it's just it, like an ipa but then like you know everyone does their own thing the, the certain way right like yeah if, if you if you took like a like a this Schwartz beer, right? It's a mm-hmm. it's a German style beer, but yeah. to me, this is a very American style German style beer because mm. it's like it punches you in the mouth it has with some its bold flavors. flavors, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I it's something I really enjoy. I think that's super fun. That's like what, like ah. Cool. I tend to gravitate towards like the traditional German beers just because I don't. You, you're not able to get those as much here. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm in Berlin or something, I and I taste an IPA. It's like it doesn't taste that different to me. Than like American IPAs or Belgian IPAs, even Belgians are fucking crazy. They do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
so I don't know. Usually when I'm in Germany, I want to get you traditional want to, beers like yeah. this, like a Schwarzbier, like a Hefeweizen. Give like, me a Dunkelweiss. Yeah, exactly. I want that stuff. And they're so good at making really, really good, really, really drinkable beers. Yes. Like you can pound just yes. excellent beer forever. You'll never get sick of it. It's not too intense flavors. And I think this is actually kind of representative. Like I feel like I could kind of crush this if I wanted to. You do? This this Schwarzbier. It's, yeah. I think it's very drinkable. It is dark. And so, yeah, maybe not like, you know, the perfect weather for it, but I, it, it's like mild enough, you know, it's not like the last beer where like, if I drank a pint of that, I would, yeah I would feel something. The, the last beer that we had was too sweet to crush. This is petering on the edge of too sweet to crush for me. Yeah. I, I It's sweet. You can't argue. Right. Right. No. Yeah. It's sweet. And it's very, yeah, it's very malty and, and it's, roast, it's pretty roasted, thick too. Yeah. Roasty malts. But I'm looking at it in the same way that like you would crush a... Uh, a Guinness or something, you so, know? But yeah, but Guinness is on the dry side for a stout. Mm-hmm. You know, this is definitely... But it's a, this definitely is a sweet, thicker. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just a difference in taste and palates, I think. Wow, Jerry. Wow. I'm not saying it's a bad beer, Dan. I'm I saying I really like it, but I can... I don't think I could... Sh- I, like, you are... Actually, we're about the same way, same yeah. way through this thing, but... Yeah. I don't think I could pound, like, three of these. I don't think I could take down the entire four-pack in, like, an okay. evening, you know? I can take down two. I think I probably... I could, yeah, okay. I probably would take down two, but this I, is this is good. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not yeah. gonna come out here and be like this. This is a horrible beer. I I can't. You're bringing it. me this trash, Danny Mac. Get this shit out of here. I want another hazy IPA. <laughs> what the fuck's the matter with you? Um, no, this is this is super good. I agree. I like it. Um, and I've talked about this a million times, but we really need to go to uh, Estabrook Beer Garden in Milwaukee. I know because let me tell you. And we need to go to those uh, Sun Prairie breweries you keep telling me about. Oh, Rye Bauer? Yeah. I think you'd yeah. like Rye Bauer the m- most of the new two ones. Yeah. I got to stop. Okay, here's the, here's the thing uh, for the listeners at home. I listen to this podcast every single week, and one thing that I found out that I do is that towards the end of the sentence, I start to kind of mumble a little bit. So I'm going to be trying desperately um, to not do that anymore. Bold. Bold. Bold of you to tell the listeners yep. about it. So and and so now it's going to fuck out. them up every time I yep. do it. They're going to be like, ah, God damn it, Jared, uh, did, it Jared again. did it again. That piece of shit. Um, what was I saying? You Esterbrook. Like this beer. Esterbrook Beer Garden. Please, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Because I honestly think it's got the the best Hefeweizen I've had in the States. I don't think I've ever been out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, okay, but it has had the best uh, best Hefeweizen I've had, and then they have a Dunkelweizen that is incredible. I'm not going to lie. When's your birthday? June 24th, and that's when I, when I went last year, and I have my big old mug. We should go this year for Fuck your birthday. Yeah. Make it a, make it a thing. It's it's super yeah. good. Um it's like a so it's a it's a beer garden which means like last year we just I drank 3 liters of beer and played spike ball all day long. It yeah. was the best birthday. And then I came back here and I played spike ball out here in the garden with you guys. Yeah, that's right. Yep, super fun. That was super fun. Yes, yes, yes. Um any more thoughts on this beer? Uh no, I just really like it. I love German beer and I think this is a pretty good. I mean for Chicago, Illinois, I'm kind of impressed that they were able to pull this off so well. IMO. I don't know. A lot of times when people try to make traditional German styles, they, I don't know, it's like surly. They'll like overhop everything. Or yep. they're like, you know, they'll put a twist on it that to me does not work at all. Yeah, and we I shit see, in the secondary. Yeah, exactly. So this one, I feel like they didn't do any crazy shit to mm-hmm. it. They just made a good fucking Schwarzbier. And I, that's admirable because who the fuck knows what a Schwartz beer is in America? Yep. So I love it. I like it quite a bit. You know, I, I took another sip and I and I'm I think I'm starting to see the difference between like if this were a sweet stout versus the Schwartz beer. Like, yeah, 
a sweet stout would stay on my tongue mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, it wouldn't go More away. Cloying sweetness, right? They call this it. one, it, it fills it fills your mouth. Yep. It's very sweet. Yep. But once you drink once it, you swallow it, it's done. It pretty much kind of vanishes. I mean, it lingers a little bit. Yeah, just a bit, but not but not enough to be like right. Yeah, cloyingly sweet, like yeah. you described it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, let's move on. <laughs> As my perfect segue that mm-hmm. went unused for twice before the break, DC's Year of the Villain. Well, since you're so excited about it, how about you introduce it to the listeners at home? I'm not super excited about it, honestly, but it's not, I don't, it could have some potential. I think this is a cool, this is, see, this is a cool way to introduce your event. Yeah. In my opinion. So DC released this Year of the Villain thing. Yep. Um we we got it a week late because my local craft uh, craft comic book store <laughs> fuck me my local comic book store uh, their their shipment got delayed they had like an exclusive cover or something I I don't know I don't no, know no yeah because it, it says Graham Cracker comic right. books like, so they right so, on there. yeah so they got their own they got their own cover for it um, that's pretty cool it was a twenty five cent thing that just is introducing the two big events that are happening this year and yep. I, I I think that's a really cool way to do it yeah me too. I think that was a good call. It's like a normal-sized issue. But, yep. uh, yeah, so Year Three of the stories. Villain. Yep. The concept is, and it's, like, kind of a cool concept, but it's also, like... Uh, sort of weird. It's also sort of weird, but it's also headed by Scott Snyder, who has been trash lately. I, I, don't, know. I don't think it's headed by him. I think really? one, one of these... One of I these, heard that it was. Well, one of these three... One of these three is is headed by him, right? That's the the Legion of Doom shit. I think two out of three. He does Batman Who Laughs. He does Legion of Doom and Justice League, and he does not do Dark Secrets. Of yeah, the he's Leviathan. he's not doing the Leviathan thing. Yeah, James Tinian is actually the one steering the Le- who wrote the Legion of Doom one, right? Um, well, yeah, but the Legion of Doom is a okay, Justice okay, League okay, thing, okay. So, and Scott Snyder's so, writing. So it. these this is actually is this this is two events. Right, this is the Legion of Doom, Batman Who Laughs kind of thing, or is this going to be three? Well, I, I'm it's a three bit... storylines. It's hard to yeah. say. Like, is because it what, says what it's is... Year of the Villain, but it's got all of these things yes. underneath so it, is which y- are also kind of events. Is Year of the Villain the event, and then there's three subplots to follow? It's the Batman Who Laughs, the so Leviathan thing. So here's what I thing. heard. I read a little blurb with uh, Scott blurb. Snyder. I got about uh, Year of the Villain, and so here's the concept. Uh-huh. Lex Luthor dies. Yeah, we see this here. He, yep. ki- he kills himself. He kills himself and distributes his wealth evenly to every villain in the DCU. Cool. And th- he also includes, I think, like instructions or something on like how they should use this wealth to crush their adversaries once and for all. Um, so it's like kind of a cool uh, like thought experiment. It's like yep. what would happen if all these villains in the DCU had like a massive influx of wealth? Well, it's one of those things that I've never thought about before. Yeah, I'm like these are super villains. They can just take whatever money they want. Yeah, so it's like one of these things where it's like, okay, you just. But at the same time, you know, there's tiers, and you know that Lex is at the top tier of rich fucking. In terms of, villains. but what the fuck is mo- what? Okay, so this is my this is my thing with this I, that I didn't realize I had until just now. Like, what's what does money what have is, to do what with supervillainy? Yeah, what is money when you're a person who can turn into, like, a gigantic, yeah. like, lumbering behemoth and stomp on everything? It doesn't fucking matter. That's a great question, Jared, and one I'm sure will be explored in this <laughs> in, year in of, year the, of villain. the villain. But they actually did kind of <laughs> say that in an interview with, like, Scott Snyder. He's like, so what did you think about like writing different people's reactions to receiving this wealth? And he's like, oh, I thought it was pretty cool because some villains 
will use these in different ways and some will completely ignore it because they think it's useless to them or their ideals go against it. So I think it could be a cool way to kind of showcase even if they don't use the money, their attitudes towards the money and and why or maybe they hate Lex or like, you know. Other adversaries are like maybe you know, using that money and getting it like one up on some villains or some superheroes and, and it's kind of setting it. Yeah. So this, this is kind of turning the DC universe into uh, what I was complaining about last week with uh, <laughs> yeah. boner gasms for the villains. But I mean, it's Scott Snyder. Uh, yeah, that's what, what I said. The, uh... What the fuck did I say last week? I was like, Scott yeah. Snyder just has such a fucking thick boner for the villains. Um, and so it's no surprise yep. that he is doing that. You know what I mean? Heading this yeah. one up. So the, this was broken up into a few different chapters and all that done by different artists. It was yeah. just like teasers of what's to come. I don't think which... we need to review this. No, I don't Maybe think so Maybe just summarize either. the three main... I thought it was kind of... Yeah, The I thought it was interesting that Damian Wayne is talking about Leviathan, who is like the new... That's the one that I'm the most interested in. And Le- that's the one that Bendis is doing, that's right? The Bendis, that's the Bendis thing going on in action comics right now. Um... So it, shadowy cabal of people sort of manipulating okay. world events and things like that. Yeah, and uh, Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's son, seems to think that Red Hood, Is, aka the old Robin, Jason Todd, before he got killed and resurrected. Um, are you guys confused? <laughs> yeah. So it, that's that. That's one that I'm interested in. Asterisk. See Craft Comics issue episode yeah. number twelve for Dan talking about this at length. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, they bring up like the stuff that's going on in. Batman, which we've talked about with Bane heading stuff to like break the Batman emotionally or something. Blah, 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 so that'll blah. probably tie in in a pretty lame way that won't really have any consequence because you know that you know uh, Tom King is just going to do his own thing anyways. We do kind of see Leviathan in this. Do you think that that could be Red Hood? I mean, I mean, who the fuck knows, man? Yeah, it's just like a robot face. I don't know. I don't know. Shit. It's like you get so aggressive about it. I was just asking you a simple question. Sure, it could be Jared. You know, it could be. How about this double page spread? We're gonna post this. We're gonna post this to our Instagram. This fucking hot, hot, hot. We don't need to do it right now. No, but I but I want to take a picture. Take a picture of this. It is a pretty hot. No, I want to get your face in it too. I want to see how excited you are. Yeah. For this double page spread. There we go. Enjoy this content. Instagram history in the making, everyone. Here we go. Was it? We have an Instagram account now. Yeah, should we do a social media pop-off right now? Uh, oh, yeah, and because we have a Twitter account, too. Yeah, yeah. so we've got a Twitter account. Uh, you can go. You can find us on Twitter at crafts... Wait, no. Comics underscore craft. Okay. I don't know. I didn't I didn't make it. Twitter, I mean, you Twitter, did. Twitter made it, okay? Okay, okay. So comics underscore craft. Uh, if you just Google search craft comics with an exclamation point, it'll pop up on Twitter. Yep, yep. And we also have an Instagram. Yep, which is, I think the username is craft period comics. So okay. easy to understand. If you search craft comics, you'll it'll come up. Um, but so yeah, I posted follow... the beers that we were drinking yep. this week a couple days ago. I posted a cute pic of Jerry with his cat reading. You uh, did? Yeah, I did. You sly dog. Yeah, I didn't I even know. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even know. Cute. And then uh, we'll be taking pictures of like, I don't know, whenever we talk about like a specific this panel. thumbnail looked fucked up. It's Wh- like... Which we're going to get to with Supergirl, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that all Excited. that stuff will go on there. So that'll be cool. Yeah, I think another thing is so like each week we, um, I sent Dan like five thumbnails and yeah. we kind of, we kind of pick which one is going to be the thumbnail of the week. And yeah. so maybe we'll have like a little rejected thumbnails thing. So you, yeah, just sure. for you guys to enjoy yeah. on that. The premium content. The premium content. Content for only our Patreon subscribers. Uh, no, that's not true. Uh, we do not have a Patreon yet. I will set it up after this. Craft Comics on Patreon. If you guys want, after this, ep- it will exist after this episode. Um, when, when you're listening you to this, you say so, Jerry. It will. 
It will exist once uh, you guys are listening to this. If you go to patreon.com, look for Craft Comics, you can throw us some cash if you want to. It's not a big deal. Okay? Okay. So that's our socials. Um, You're the villain looks pretty cool. Yeah, it, this issue was actually kind of cool. I, I am a little worried. About? About them talking about um, Leviathan being like, we're going to start again. This world doesn't work. Oh. You know what I mean with Barbara Gordon? Yeah. This world doesn't work. Everyone, do you want do you want to see this the, a new world? And I'm like, oh god, not again, not again. We just had rebirth like <laughs> yeah. two like a, two years ago. No, I, I mean it's probably just going to be generic super villain. But it stuff. could be. It could be. I'm saying that Bendis yeah. is now they have Bendis, and You're Bendis right. is a fucking good. He's a good writer. He took he, he took, made Wonder Comics. He made Wonder Comics, the best new kind of spinoff out of DC in a while. He's he's also referencing the old continuity in yep. Wonder Comics. You're right. I'm just saying there might be some shit going on in like there two might be some wacky and shit. like a year and a half from now if we're sitting here being like Bendis, he's rebooting the DC universe. Oh my God, no one saw it coming. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Jared Moore, Jerry Moore, Jerry Moore he, saw he it saw coming. that shit coming in May. Check 11th. asterisk craft comics episode number. Please see, ladies 10, and gentlemen. 11, please see. I don't know. What we're I am fucking clairvoyant. I see the future. Speaking of which, not speaking of which, no speaking one's of which, in this, but the next issue that we are talking about is everyone's favorite. You you love this. I'm gonna by give everyone. This one. I'm gonna give me. This, I'm gonna give this one to you. I will introduce it. This is Wonder Twins number four, written by Mark Russell with art, inks, and colors by Stephen Byrne. That's why this shit is so good. It has yep. a it has a cognizant, a cohesive, and it has this entire time like a like a a writer and an artist. Yeah together yeah. you know what i mean just doing forever executing a vision and then we have dave sharp as always on letters this has been one of our favorite fucking books it continues to be mine yep. i'm looking forward dan did you love this book a f- fucking course i did okay Jared. yes yes yes, Come yes, on, yes man all right let's talk about wonder twins number four. Oh man it's so good it's so good it's so good so as always there are two branching storylines between zan and jaina 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 and uh I wanted to say that, but just because I always hear it in my mind as Jaina from Hearthstone, <laughs> I always think that's wrong, <laughs> but it's not. So they, they or is both it Zayna get... and Jan? Yeah, there you go. Nobody knows. Let next level. So Zan gets a date. Jaina gets a date. <laughs> <laughs> I Neither love... are great. But... I love this book so much. It's so good, man. There's and... so many jokes that yeah. are actual jokes. Like yeah, they're, they're not like they're not like. Huh. Here's a here's a quip. Yeah, millennials, right? You no, know, they like they like and, and they, they set, set it up, up more mm-hmm. elaborate jokes. Yep. Um, what is the uh, Jaina's friend, the scientist? Her woman. name? Yeah, I you... don't know. Her, I don't know her name. Unfortunately. Okay. So she has a father who is being blackmailed blackmailed by Lex Luthor because he owes him money, and uh, she is a super smart scientist. Yep. There's a great bit in this where she's like working out how to cure testicular cancer but she's getting cat called by con- some construction workers so she can't finish her train of thought and totally forgets the cure for testicular cancer she's like i you could save hundreds of thousands of men every single year if you just yeah. and then they're like hey baby nice ass why are you walking yeah. away from me yeah. i that you're making that work too bad i'm at work and she's like oh i lost my train of thought 
oh well. <laughs> yeah, when you think about that, it's just beautiful. Like the cure for testicular cancer being forgotten because of some people catcalling. That's I I like that. It was cool. It was funny, but then I got sad because there are nice <laughs> nice men probably with testicular Hashtag cancer. Nice guys. Oof. <laughs> no, not nice oof, guys. Oof, Jerry. I'm saying there's probably some nice people that have testicular <laughs> that cancer. Happen to be guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Oof, um, Jerry. Don't oof me. <laughs> don't oof me on my own podcast. Jerry B. Mine. This is nice my guy. podcast. So uh they're so they go on their dates and Wait, uh, wait, wait. Can we can we rewind? Because I just want to talk about her theory about the internet being alive. Okay, sure. Because I that was my favorite fucking part of this whole thing. Oh, okay. Right? So she's talking about um this is her science friend. Her they go to a science fair and they both get dates from the science which fair. Which I love. Like, yeah, that was everyone, great. And Zan's every- like, oh, I didn't know you. everyone got dates at science fairs now. And so yeah. he's like looking to scope out some science fairs for it to get more dates. Well, it's funny because she, Jaina is there and like the only other person there is a girl, right? And she's like, I thought there were dudes, like nothing yeah. but dudes at this science fair. What yeah. the hell's going on? Yeah. And then and then Zan gets a date at the science fair from this lady, but like not really at the science fair they're like tangential right yeah they're i mean they're at the school where the science fair is taking place so i think you could assume that but But, then also uh, her her friend so uh jana's friend has this theory about so our brains are three things right what does she say they're memories um the internet's like a human brain let's see so there's memories there's a data center where that that's stored and there's sensory input information right or the way that they're communicated i think Mm -hmm. so the internet is the brain Mm -hmm. the synapses are our networks right so that's what's communicating between or whatever and we as people are its sensory organs right so we we are inputting all this information into the internet Yep. being its eyes and its ears and yeah. it is it is in it's currently soaking up all that right, knowledge it's currently in a dream state and one day it'll wake up and i, I was like i was reading that and i was like oh this is fucking good <laughs> yeah i just love that anyway yeah, we, i'm you, curious if there will be a big payoff with that later or something there might be yeah. it might be yeah. who knows uh you but can yeah. continue on but they both get dates from the science fair and it's hilarious yep so jana <laughs> is presenting and she talks to a super like hot dude who he's a chad yeah he's a chad he's, <laughs> he's, he's got like a backwards baseball cap sunglasses mm-hmm. he's got the fucking soul patch <laughs> and uh he basically knows nothing about her and just gives her uh or, like secures her for a date that evening and what does he say he uses like the worst pickup line on her and it oh, works it's so bad yeah um well, he says, she's like, I you don't have meet to work a lot of tonight. Cute, yeah, you don't meet a lot of cute girls at a science fair or yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Well, and then and then later, she's like, I have to work tonight. Yeah, he asks her out. She's like, I have to work tonight. And he's like, great, see you then. So it's like already pretty, you know, this dude's going to be a fucking dick. And uh, <laughs> then Zan gets, she says, oh, no, he's swaggering. Because he's like swaggering towards her to tell her about the date that he's secured for the night. Um, we can so, take a picture of Zan swaggering. I think yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. That's a good. It's a good picture. Good swagger. So they go to their date, Jaina and the dude, and it ends up being at the League of or it's the Legion of Dooms social. Yes. So they have like a social every year where they hang out and drink just the Legion of Doom, and it turns out that the guy who was hitting on her was a low tier supervillain literally named red flag which i loved which that is was so good hilarious yep. i can't believe i didn't get it until you pointed it out to me but he's a literal red flag <laughs> yeah. for her relationship um and she finds out that he's like a dick soon enough zan goes out 
with his date that he picked up from the science fair to a movie theater and she starts hooking up with her ex oh but not before they go out to dinner at this universe's version of the olive garden called the garlic dungeon i love that yeah it's it's just this very good kind of um couple storylines like that are both diverging and then and then kind of um pushing in together at the same time so like you you got three basically three storylines right um jaina is going out to some 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 new hottie that she met yep. at school's work function. Yep, he's um, an asshole. He's not tipping the waitress and harassing right. everyone so at the she, restaurant. She's, she's going she's going out with some 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 new flame. Her friend is like, you know, I, I'm going to go at home, but her dad's like, hey, why don't you just go hang out with your friends? I yep. have a, I have a work thing. Yep. And then Zan is going on a date with this new girl or whatever. Yeah. Um, two of those converge at the same time because the. Uh, uh, Jaina's friend sees her dad out at the, vi- and, and it's like it's it's funny because it's like a villain's outing. Everyone yeah. knows it's a villain's yeah. outing. Yeah, it's like a soiree or whatever. Yeah. So she sees her dad. And she's like, "Dad, what the fuck? I thought you were, I thought you were done with these people or, or whatever." Because they killed her mom and her dad's wife. Yeah, I, so understandably, pretty right? Serious, she's yeah. pre- be pretty serious about that. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, baby, I, you know, I, shit, I, you know, I Lex owe Lex one Lu- up on me, right? I owe Luther a lot of money, yada yada yada." So she's at the same exact party. As Jaina on a date with this fucking red guy's name is Red, red flag. flag. They're both kind of realizing, uh, or like, Jaina's like, oh, God, oh, shit. Meanwhile, Zan is on a date with this girl who is getting back with her ex-boyfriend. Meets, oh, during the date. During the date. Meets up. Well, this is my favorite part. Meets up with with Jan and her in Red Flag. And Red Flag is like, oh, bro, you got friend zone. And he's like, oh, is that a bad thing? Yeah. It's my favorite thing. He, this he, was he, the best part. It's like, yeah. Zan proving once again that he's the fucking. The best the, human. The best Not human. Yeah, the best person ever because he's like, oh, well, yeah, it was it was awesome because I made a new friend on this date. I, I don't care. If, it's like, basically, basically taking down incels. It was so good. It's like, oh, he's fucking Chad's always getting the women's. And yeah, the, his response is so... God, yeah, he's just it? the best person. Yeah, I'm going to read it. Um, let's see. So he's like, oh, you got friend zoned. And he's like, we're 17 years old. We probably would have broken up in a few weeks, but now we'll still like each other for a few years because we're friends. At least, yeah. Looks like another win for Zan. Yeah, it's so fu- <laughs> He's just, like, un- unflappable. And Zan then, is, like, yeah. unflappable. And like, he says, besides, I'm young. I still got plenty of time to meet women at the science fair. <laughs> yeah, it's so... It's, God, he's so... Yeah, he's just the, the, so good-natured. The, the bits in this are just, like, you can't, you can't be mad at Zan. No. You know what I mean? He's just like, yeah, we're friends now. That's yeah. awesome. And <laughs> it just, is awesome. Like, yeah. because he's him you know right well i mean and just in general it's just like a he he's mark russell's doing this brilliant fucking thing where he's just like zan's an alien right and like so like we're all bogged down with our dumbass human culture and he's just like why would i be so easily see the flaws in all of and and that's what culture that's what russell is using the wonder twins as an outlet for is to just kind of like comment on excoriate a little bit you know but at the same time doing do it in a way that is just so just like genuine and full of like 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 positivity positivity it's great it's fucking great it's so good god he's oh man it's so good because it's i don't know it's a hard (laughs) because it's it i feel like it would be hard to write because He's an alien that knows better than humanity, so yeah. it'd be easy to write him like kind of condescendingly, you know? Yeah, like humans it, it, are stupid. Why are you getting bogged down about 
this stuff, but like it's not even on his radar. Like the fact that he would that being friend zone for him is a bad thing is not. Yeah, even... he doesn't lecture the guy on, no. on the term friend zone, which would be the the I think that would be pandering. Would be a very easy thing to do. He's just like, yeah, I got friend zone. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, I, I mean, got was... a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just yeah, fucking wonderful. Uh, it's just great. I love it. Super I love, good. Yeah. What What do you think you would rate it, Jerry? Oh, you know what it is. A five out of five. Five out of five. Five out of five for Jerry and Danny Mac. Best comic out there right now. It Wonder is super. Twins. It's super good. Wonder Twins. Check it out if you guys, um, you know, stop by your local comic book shop. God, I love that. Pick it up. That it, series. It's it's two ninety nine, three ninety nine, maybe. Uh, comes it's out so diverse, man. C- comes like, out once a month. Pick it up. Fucking crazy. Um, yeah, super good. Yeah, you the like I said that uh, not to just gush more about fucking Wonder Twins, but it's just the, the jokes. There's yeah, just there's so many. Jokes. They're layered. We didn't even get. to It's like all watching of them. an episode of Thirty Rock or something. Like they're just layered at one on top of the other on top of the other. Yep. The one thing I'm just upset a little bit that Zan's ex got Zan's date got back with her ex when she said that she he treated her like crap. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. One thing I would have been like, you know what? Unless, but he does cry in the movie theater and apologize. So maybe that's the thing. That's true. Maybe it was him bettering himself. But maybe yeah, maybe yeah. he's bettered himself. That's true. You hope so. You hope so. Zan certainly hopes so. We should all be like Zan. We should all be like Zan. We should also be like Wonder Woman. Number 70. I mean, I guess. Maybe to a lesser extent. No, we should all be like Wonder Woman number 70. We should have sex on the street. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This is Wonder Woman number 70 written by G. Willow Wilson with art by Zermonico. I love that. Yeah, single Uh, name. (laughs) Romulo Fiardo Jr. on colors and Pat Brousseau. Brosso. Apologies. On letters. Uh, I'll take this one. This is the continuation part two of Love is a Battlefield, uh, wherein... Love is a Battlefield. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Wonder Woman and crew have arrived in a small suburban community that's fucking each other. <laughs> yep, they're all banging. And that's because the daughter of Aphrodite, whose name escapes me right now, but she's basically... I if Af- Aphrodite was the daughter of her. No. Okay. No, Aphrodite's the mother. Okay. So Afro- this is the- okay. So Aphrodite is the goddess of love. Yep. And her spawn. Spawn. <laughs> we'll say spawn. Uh, can't say really say daughter or son, right? No, it's because gender it fluid. is gender fluid. Yes. Yeah. Uh, gender fluid character is the embodiment of lust. Yeah. Right. So if if Aphrodite is the goddess of love, this uh, person individual is the embodiment of lust, and has settled in this small community because um, they are kind of it seems it seems like there's a there's a conflict there between aphrodite and and their, their i wasn't clear what started the conflict but it seems pretty clear that this there uh, is a conflict that right? this well i think more that it's like this god has chosen this community to be its self uh, yeah it's like pilot test for a utopian society or something like that it, it felt like it was kind of given the shit end of the stick i feel like um they felt like they were given the shit end of the stick and so they settled in this community and was like you know what i'm gonna actually be appreciated for once instead of just held up as this like object to be like maybe occasionally like you know valued for a night mm-hmm. but like this is going to be my thing it's yeah. gonna be a me show right yeah um and so she it, takes over the whole town yeah it makes them bang and it's funny yeah it makes the whole the whole town have an orgy which is hilarious because it's not only just like the idealized version of like a whole town having an orgy but also like the intense ramifications of yeah. what would happen if an entire town had an orgy yeah, for like a was, week that was really funny I um think the so, funniest part to me in the beginning was yeah that panel with uh so the human that they brought along for the ride uh meets the you know goddess god of of lust 
and is instantly like enamored enamored with him or her and wonder woman seems to be somewhat more immune to at the very least effects at the very least diana has had like she's she's like charmed in a way but like also kind of like used to interacting but the other two are like (laughs) yeah run away with me (laughs) yeah she says i love you run away from me and then the pegasus is trying to claim her and says shut up he's she's they're mine and then the god says i will run away with you for an hour or so but i must warn you the rest of your life will seem pale and meaningless like a shadow afterwards and she says that's fair <laughs> it's just i'm gonna just ruin you sexually for your <laughs> entire like future you will never be able to achieve the heights and that you achieve. Like, okay that's that's fine let's that's go fine. let's do it um so the, the the overarching plot here is um it splits into two where diana kind of goes off on her own experiences this kind of crisis with steve trevor steve trevor appears diana it, is it, wonder woman and steve trevor is her love interest how would does anyone not know that I think so. Okay. Diana, what's her name? Price? Really? I don't know. Of Themyscira. Oh, God. Okay, so Wonder Woman goes off Steve Steve Rogers? Trevor. Steve Trevor is her love interest. Um, She's encountered, like, basically with with her own greatest fear, and that Steve Trevor is, like, I don't know, there's something about this that all seems appealing. You know, at some point, I'm going to grow old, lose my hair, get liver spots. You're still going to be this young beautiful yeah. woman um maybe i want to be with someone who grows old with me yeah and then walks away from her um and so she's confronted with that meanwhile aphrodite and uh i forget the waitress's name who pulled the yeah, who too. pulled the excalibur yeah. out of the mm-hmm. lake or whatever but they're searching through um aphrodite's offspring's temple trying to find mm-hmm. the, the the key motivator and i don't think they ever do do they in this i don't issue? think so either no so so that's kind of like that's the subplot that's where that subplot ends they, they go into her temple his or her temple their temple to find um whatever motivates them right and then wonder woman sort of flies away um sits and is is, is sad and confronted with this doubt this deep doubt where she then meets um and I wish we could remember, but we'll just call them Lust, okay? So she uh-huh. me- she meets Lust. Lust sits down with her. They have a nice, actually super heart-to-heart chat yeah. about how, like, Steve Trevor, that was a manifestation of her own guilt. And yeah. at one point, um, Wonder Woman is like, how dare you? How cruel are you? And she's like, and they're like, I didn't do That's this. That's all you, baby. Yeah, I didn't do this to you. This is just you reacting naturally. And, like, and so then she says, tells Steve, Steve Trevor that she loves him, and then he yeah. just immediately kind of disappears. That that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. it's this very nice heart to heart moment, and then it's interrupted at the end with all of um, Lust's cult followers being yeah. like, "My wife left me, <laughs> and then my mistress left me. I got fired, and then they yeah. riot." My and that's w- the end. My wife of the ran thing. away with the babysitter. Not everything can be sexy. I had to clean my house all uh, yeah, day. That and, was my favorite. Yeah. He's like, he's like, cleaning the sink didn't give me joy, but yeah. now it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, I thought this was pretty great, too. Pretty prescient. It was, it was, yeah, it was good, I don't know, commentary and good... Comedy, good heart-to-heart. Yeah, they they did a lot of good uh, character interactions and yeah, stuff. So I, sure. I was a big fan of all of this. Um, I liked the new character, um, Lust, for lack of a better word, whatever yeah. we're calling her. And uh, I thought, initially, I thought that the stuff with Steve Trevor was pretty lame, because he instantly appeared there. And you and were like, this like, is lazy writing. I remember yeah. you saying that. And he's like, we need to talk. I need someone who grows old with me. And I'm like, you are just now thinking of this shit while you're at an orgy with a billion other people. 
So and he, and he, and you like, thought it was literal Steve Trevor, not just yeah. A and I thought it was yeah. literal Steve Trevor, which was the problem. And then he like goes off to bang some redhead or something like that. I'm like, yeah. This one of the is girls who walked stupid. walked past him in a bikini and is like, wow. wow. It's like the it's like the new <laughs> it's like the new GF meme. Yeah, it's like exactly, literally that picture, yeah. exactly. So I thought that was lame, but then it made sense when it was just like a manifestation, a manifestation of, of her. her anxiety and her greatest fear. Her at greatest fear, yeah, right? exactly. Because she loves him. And she, I mean, that's a fucked up situation to be It is a fucked up situation. For both parties, right? Yeah. So, like, if, if you're Steve Trevor, you're like, I am going to grow old and feeble, and this woman and that I... inferior. Yeah, and this woman that I love is going whole, to stay young life. and beautiful yeah. for her life. How could I ever provide? How could I compete, even? Right, like... and then and provide for her needs, and then also yeah. compete with other people who are young. And then for her, you are watching this person that you love and adore just grow just weak and die. feeble in front of you. Yeah. And like knowing that and that knowledge that they're not going to be there forever. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. But cool that they're exploring it. But cool that they're exploring it. And Thankfully, I'm... it's a comic book so that we'll never have to see that happen. <laughs> and it's cool that they're exploring it in this setting, actually. Yeah, I think in it, the orgy. it helps take the, e- the edge, edge off. off of it. And also, it's just, it, it helps make the rest of the issue super entertaining just because it's funny. Yeah. And Hey, don't uh, worry about it. Don't worry about it, Danny Mac, because we're young and sexy right now. Young and sexy forever. We're right? not going to be young and sexy forever. But Steve, Jerry, you said young and sexy forever. Steve Trevor is. Okay. But the rest of us mortals, we're going to get old and unsexy Man, at some point. What a drag. Yeah. Unless we get some pim particles. True. Inject them into our spinal cord. Or a uh, uh, fucking, what's it called? You know what, Dan? I take it back. You and me? We're going to be sec- young this, and sexy this forever. This podcast is going to make us young yeah. and sexy forever. That's right, baby. That's what I want to hear. Hey, here's a here's a brief aside about pim particles. Okay, you ready for the, you ready for my one thing that I didn't get to talk to you about on the on the spoiler cast for Endgame? Yeah, I'm ready. How the fuck did Thanos get an entire army to present day Earth I, off of yep. one vial of pim particles? Crystal brought that up too right after we got out of the theater. I didn't really think about it honestly when I was watching it, but then like she brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't. No. So chew on that one, viewers. Uh, yep. Send us some send us some fan mail at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Craftcomics at gmail.com. We yeah. don't have one of those, do we? Uh, no, we don't. No, we don't. Just like, you know, DM us on Instagram or yeah, something. Yeah, DM us on Insta. Uh, if you follow us, we'll follow you back. How's that? Um, That's a bargain. Bar- Moving on. <laughs> oh, that was almost a good segue, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, almost, almost. Oh, this is the last DC book of the week, which is good because I have to pee. Perfect. We have Supergirl number 30, written by Mark Andreco. I lost it. There it is, with art by Kevin McGuire, inks by Sean Parsons, Chris Sotomayor on colors, and Tom Napolitino on letters. And I think this is going to be short and sweet, because not a ton not happens here. Not a ton here. happens, yeah. But do you want to talk about it? Sure. Okay. There was uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of weird art. We couldn't really tell whether this Some... was good or bad at first. Yeah, so I was like, I kept on oscillating between the two, because I was like, oh, this is good art. And then I opened the first page. I was like, ooh, this is bad art. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty good art. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, this is bad art. So It's a lot of odd facial expressions. Yep. Some, But, like, it's Some very weird clean body stuff. looking. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Is it's, it so looks deliber- super, it's so deliberate. It's very polished. Yeah, but, I like... I don't understand. Yeah, it's weird. So, uh, Kara, Supergirl, is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, with the guy who looks like... What, do you want to say something, Jerry? Yes, he looks like Star-Lord. Yeah, picture Chris Pratt. Green. Picture him green. In Gamora's makeup. Picture him with a mother made out of icicles. <laughs> okay, and you still about, with us? Yep. And, uh, <laughs> you still with us, you've, folks? You've about the, oh, and a mechanical arm. I forgot to add that. Are you still with us, folks? And yeah, here we go. So, uh, 
uh, Green Star Lord lured uh, Supergirl to a trap set by his mother. He didn't lure her though, did he? He kind of did because like, inadvertently his, or on purpose. Um, I think uh, it was originally on purpose. I think currently inadvertently is what I got from the conversation. He's like, I really did just go out with you initially to lure you to my mother for her to kill you. Right, but they're but like then but it's not I like he, light. he brought her to this planet specifically. She just No, I don't him. think so. I'm yeah. not sure how that worked out. I don't think it really matters. Look at how matters. big this lady's face is. Yeah. Okay, so this is an Instagram post. Kara's fist oh, yeah. is like I don't know if this is if she, if she's supposed to be a humanoid size, like this this fist is like maybe like an eighth of her face. Yeah, it's tiny. But I agree. Some of the art in this was definitely inconsistent wonky. for and sure, and some of it was pretty, uh, maybe intentionally over the top too. This was a very <laughs> dramatic, it like overly dramatic yeah. issue of this. But it was it's supposed like, to be sort of. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it was supposed to be sort of. So here's what I liked about it. Okay. Um, Supergirl starts fighting Green Peter Quill's mom, and yep. it's badass. She, like, just nails her in the face, just, like, slaps her into the fucking planet. Makes a crater out of her and laser then I-beams. Yeah. yeah. They, I like that they do a good job in this comic in general, and this issue specifically, of making Supergirl seem like you do not want to fuck with her, or she will end you and anyone that is fucking with her. Right, that's the thing about, like... I think that they've been ever since Bendis took the helm with, um, you know, Action Comics or whatever. I, 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 Wonder I Comics. Keep, well, Action Comics, oh, Wonder action Comics, comics yeah, yeah, everything. I, I keep on going back to that. I know that you hated Man of Steel, but the the bits with Kara that he wrote, yeah, those were awesome, incredible. Yeah, they... my absolute favorite moment in that was when Superman was getting his ass kicked by Rogalzar. And then, like, he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden, you see this streak of red and blue. Yeah. And you just see the line that just goes, Kara. And it yeah. just, like, it, it cuts to, like, a picture of her arm, like, her elbow cocked in a punch yep. motion. Yep. And Rogel's are, like, his hand in the way. Yep. And being like, I, just I, says, love, I love her. And then, like, the next panel is just, like, a fucking crater yeah. where she punched him in the <laughs> face into it. I was just like, yeah. I'm here for yeah. this content. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, Same. so good. Same. And they've kept that really running with this series, which yeah. is dope. They do a good job of making her seem absolutely terrifying. Formidable. Which yeah. is, like, what she sh- she's which a is crypt- what she should be. She's, she's a, a Kryptonian. Kryptonian. Just, like, just like Superman. So many yeah. times, like, she's, like, the weaker Kryptonian. Yep. And I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it really doesn't. So, but it's it's just, like... You know, because she's like a lesser known name or a yeah. woman or whatever, they just kind of like neuter her a little bit for every, but they are definitely not in this comic, definitely not in action comics. So yeah, I appreciate that too. It's like, no, she's a Kryptonian who can end pretty much any Kryptonians in the are, universe. are God people. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as they're near that yellow sun, they can yep. do whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't yeah. matter. That, and ideally it shouldn't matter, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. So like really the only like uh, real conflict in this issue was whether she was going to kill the supervillain or let her live. Yeah. And I appreciated that too. And she does almost kill the supervillain until, until she's interrupted by her dog Crypto. Her good old dog she almost, Crypto. She almost drops the fucking axe, axe. of Rogel Czar about to kill and then she looks... And so as bad as some of the like humans were in this, this is probably the best doggo we've seen. Oh, such a good doggo. He, he's just like, you just see this fucking little boy, this sweet yeah. little boy just sitting there with like an axe hovering like an inch from his with head his being, like, dog eyes. being like, this isn't you, mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this for the most part. The Oh man, some of the facial expressions in this were very bad. He's super bad. And 
as a as a whole, the writing was super over dramatic. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you would betray me, and but, now, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. god, crypto, he saved me from almost murdering, and oh my god, like no, it's okay, just like, okay. So for me, this was divided into two parts, right? You you have you have pre crypto Kara, and then post crypto Kara, right? So pre crypto Kara is like this like. She's what you would just describe. This like this yeah. like running on a hot, 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 white hot emotion, being yeah. like, you know, fucking pissed off about Krypton and yeah. what was the last city? The one that Oh, uh Candor. Candor. And just being like, you know what? I am fucking done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being nice, being sweet, like always being forgiving, always having the optimism. I'm gonna fucking kill you right now. And then so she's pissed off at Star Lord, she's pissed off at this lady, and she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, and then Crypto was like, Momo? Yeah. And then, and then the then you get this change, right? Yeah. And, I, and I, I felt like the writing served that it was very dramatic. Yeah, that's true. And then you get a tonal shift, and I thought that was pretty well executed. Um, I mean, if it was you... still definitely over dramatic in the first half, though. I yeah, but over dramatic like... intentionally to me. But yeah, I, I don't know. I like Supergirl. Maybe, maybe I like Supergirl, so I'm, I'm, I'm just digging for anything to like in in the yep, series. By I feel so. that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was decent. Yeah, I don't the, know. the art was super weird. Yeah, there were a couple panels that were not. I love this one of her. <laughs> no, what was the what was the fucking speedy one? We're gonna put this one on Instagram. The one that I was like making fun when she. Yeah, this one where she just looks bizarre. Yeah, like character like per- perspective wise, just kind of just don't know. super strange. So we're gonna we're gonna put that one up. Um, yeah, I don't know. So uh, and, and then, then at, the at the end, end yeah, at oh, the end, man, fucking there is, yeah, a big big twist. Jerry's favorite yep. comic book hero, let it be known, Jonathan Kent shows yep. up with Superman, and he's like, "Hey, cuz, hey, cuz, <laughs> don't you go? Don't you read both action comics and and yeah. Supergirl at the same to get to get John Kent yeah. at the same time? Yeah, no, well, too bad, <laughs> too bad. Here you go, Jerry, lube up." So strap was, in and strap on. That was exciting. I'm excited for John Kent to come into this and I'm not. make you hate. Oh, you're ex- that you're you excited that you love. Okay, I feel that about this. Well, you know it's too bad because um, I'm getting that fucking awesome Supergirl action figure thing that I won at the sweepstakes. Oh yeah, that's right. It's coming in August, so I mean, okay. that's that's, a, that's still a few months away. But yeah, super stoked. Hopefully, John Kent's still around by that time. Hopefully. Uh, so what would you give a, on a rating scale, Jerry? On a rating scale from 1 to 3, I would give that a 2.86. Why would it be from 1 to 3? I just... You didn't tell me what the scale was. Oh, my God. I would give it a... 1 to 3. 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5? What yeah. is that out of 3? I don't know. You didn't do the math. You two, do the math. 2.1. That's I'm gonna not say it's a about, scale that anyone uses. I'm going to say it's about 2.1. Danny Mac, okay. on the record, saying 2.1 out of 3... I mean, I guess that's For Supergirl, fine. number 30. How do you feel about that? I feel completely ambivalent. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We have two more books to review coming up, but should we do we take a break now? Um, I don't know. Do you want to? I was going to... Originally, I was going to take it. That's, no, that's what we keep scheduled. rolling. You want to keep rolling? Yeah, let's okay. keep rolling. We got two more books. These are from indi- independent publishers. Yeah. Get excited. The little guys. The little guys. You know, like like Dark Horse and Archie Comics. Yeah. <laughs> the little ones. Did you see uh, Archie Comics' viral tweet that came out this week? No. It just said, I'm baby. <laughs> what is... What? Why? So, have you seen Have you seen the Kirby tweet? So, the, there's a famous tweet of Kirby pointing to a um, 
to like a whiteboard okay whatever and it said it says me whenever my boyfriend gets mad at me or something for something that i did or whatever and it's just kirby demonstrating to the board that just says i'm baby <laughs> and so the archie comics just wrote i'm baby and it All got right. like two hundred thousand retweets or something <laughs> ridiculous like that so funny but we'll get we'll oh, get to that good. in a sec uh we, first off we have black Ham- hammer black hammer number 10 written by jeff lemire with art by Dean Ornstein, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Todd Klein. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles, I kind of want you to try this one. Okay. You want to give it a shot? Yeah, sure. How, okay, let me let me before before you introduce, I just want to like take an initial gauge. Did you enjoy this or did you not? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, um, then you can take a stab at it. Because if you if you hated it, I was gonna be like, okay, fuck you, you're, fuck you're an idiot, and you have no fuck you, you have Jerry. no you have no taste. <laughs> you suck, Jerry. Yep. Um. So yeah, this is. Black Hammer Universe. It is a universe com- created by Jeff Lemire. Yep. Um, so very like kind of referential to like Silver Age comics. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm still sort of missing a lot of that context because I didn't really read Silver Age comics. But okay, but you know the heroes, right? Yeah. I will so tell you they're they're all yeah they're pretty much all they, that's the thing. There's a lot of heroes in this that are exactly the same in the DC universe. They're they're literally like yanked right right. Yeah. Bar- Barb Alien is Martian Manhunter. Um, yeah. What's her fucking name? The girl is Shazam. Shazam. Um. I don't know. Black Hammer and Abe though. Yeah, they don't really connect as much. Have with, a direct man, counterpart. There's one more. Maybe not. Talkie Walkie. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really seem like anything compared no, yeah. to the Colonel Weird. But, uh maybe doctor strange? strange yeah definitely definitely doctor strange no <laughs> yeah. we said it out yeah. loud yeah. i feel like an idiot for yeah. that well maybe uh Curl- maybe. is it Cur- colonel weird what could he possibly be do- <laughs> oh doctor Str- oh, okay oh, we're fucking oh, idiots oh okay uh so yeah black hammer is the name of the universe and the main hero except he died a long time ago his daughter is reconnecting with her memories along with all the other heroes because they're in a different universe is that right Okay, let me take a let, oh, God. let, let oh, me God. hazard an explanation. I'm going to keep it very brief. Okay, let me hazard an explanation. So, Black Hammer number one opens up on a farm in an alternate dimension, yep. right? Where all of these former heroes of the current universe that we're in, yeah, right, in Black Hammer number ten, that's where they were from. They are now in this weird sort of farm, small town community thing. Okay, and one, issues one through I want to say eight are are them realizing that like well they they knew that they were in an alternate reality but they were trying to get away from it. Okay, they do it in some way and go back to their old reality. Except something has changed in their own reality that makes it so that like su- they never existed. Those superheroes never existed and they don't have their memories. Okay, so they're in a version of their reality where they never existed. And they, don't re- and they don't remember. And they don't remember anything. Right. Black Hammer's daughter recently got her memories back of being a superhero by this big robot. Named Talkie Walkie. Named Talkie Walkie. And they, in turn, give um, this other guy back his memories. His name is uh, Abraham. Abe. Yeah, Abraham. Which is his name. What is his fucking name? His superhero name. Um, I don't know. So they he remembers good, all though. that. There's one more uh, superhero that gets rescued, Gale, who is the Shazam character. Yep, Gale. So she's like super old and enfeebled and in a wheelchair. She's, she has dementia. So she. Yeah. So the whole thing about Shazam is that if they if they say their name, they retake their old powerful form. Yep. Um, and so Gail's powerful form is like a form of when she first got her powers, an eight-year-old like a, or yeah, nine-year-old or something. Or something like that. But she has dementia and she can't speak. And she doesn't yeah. remember the word that she's supposed to speak anymore. 
But then she remembers and she does it. Because Barbalian talks to her. And she is in love with Barbalian. That's another thing. Oh, okay. But Barbalian's gay, so it's a little complicated. Oh, rip. And then, uh... Oh, rip. (laughs) Oh, rip. And And she's also nine. Her body's nine. nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's very complicated. Yeah. Um, relationship status it's complicated so they all go to mars and get basically get the band back together and then yep. at the end it turns out that black hammer is alive somehow which in I a different universe or a, something yeah he, he like he zaps his daughter away so that's cool i've i liked this issue i, I liked it too i don't the yeah pace i know you don't know what's going on and you're like i need issues one through seven to understand yeah you need issues one through seven you don't even give me issues one but it's fucking good yeah it's it's pretty good i like i like the vibe quite a bit i just like i just like the the, the second that old lady she just is like like so barb alien kisses her on the she he's like he's like i know gail i know you can say this for me say it one more time yeah and she's like zazzum or whatever mm-hmm. and then she like is zaps into her like nine-year-old self she's like why the fuck am i in a wheelchair yeah <laughs> so yeah, that good. was pretty funny i so am kind of surprised that you like this considered it's only old superheroes, and you hate old superheroes. I don't hate old superheroes. You hate old man superheroes, and what? this is the epitome of old no. man superheroes. No, yeah, you do. No. You, you got, you got literally talked about. This you got last Abe. Week. No, no, no. I hate old man superheroes. You got Abe, right? But like Abe is like he's like a special old superhero <laughs> because he's like, dude. This whole universe is made out of like old people. Even like Colonel Weir is not old. Colonel Weird. Colonel Weird is old. I'm, I'm, he's I'm so talkie, old. Talkie Walkie's not old. Black Hammer's daughter's not old. Talkie Walkie is a robot. Yeah, not and old. Does not really have Gale, age. Gale's character is not old. She's young. Yeah, that's one character. That's literally the talkie, only character. Talkie, well, but actually, she's she's she an old robot. No, dude. you're not saying oh, literally only one character. When I also said Black Hammer's daughter, who's young. Oh, I thought that was the same. Well, okay. No, but Gale is actually an old. Actually woman. old, but her main character, the one that like isn't a wheelchair bound, and the one who's actually doing something, is a young character i guess so but to me this entire universe revolves around like oh it used to be this way you know it's yeah, like but black hammer used to be alive and now he's dead and but you know what this is this is, is done this is done in a way that their shit this is done in a way that like matters you know what i mean like that that it the context there matters whereas like the kind of modern tra- like at least in in marvel with the old man cyclops old man wolverine is like it's not, it's, they're, they're different, I don't know, it's just a different vibe to me. Like, the old man Wolverine is like, a, you know, we are old, but we still fucking drive our hogs and wear leather, you know what I mean? Like, remember the 80s? Yeah, we used to do cocaine, kids these days are pussies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what that, this is, this feels like a different kind of, like, it, it's coming from a different place. Okay. I don't, me. I don't get it, but I, that's fine. But you don't like that old man superhero shit either, but you like this. Yeah, I'm honestly not that hard on the old man superhero stuff. Oh. I loved Logan, the movie. The movie and that, Logan. That is the epitome of old man superhero. Also, Barb Alien's not that old. Uh, I mean, he's an alien. So, so you're, you're big... So, like, half the cast is, like, fucking robots and aliens. And you're like... Or old people. Oh, they're all old. And I'm like, okay, one of them's a nine-year-old. You're like, doesn't count. And I'm like, one of them's a fucking... Like, the a, nine-year-old is literally one, one a nine-year-old One of them's a young woman. And you're like, doesn't count. <laughs> I'm like, okay, one of them's an old guy. You're like, okay, yeah, see, that that comes to my point. One of them's an alien, doesn't count. One of them's a robot, doesn't count. I was like, oh, fuck you, Dan. Dude, you know what I mean. All of no. this takes place in an old man universe where they're all, like... It's an old man universe. It's t- the whole comic is centralized around a character that died 
It's like yeah, it's but okay. So the thing the is, is like that that that, char- that that is that character though. It's not it's not a character that like existed as a young person and is now old. So this is this is like this is a universe that has created this character isn't like Abe has always been an old man. He was never you don't see him. The only time you see him as a young person is when they're doing a flashback when it's services, yeah. right? Do you see? Does it make any sense? I mean, a little bit. It still seems like you should hate this comic, but why? I, mean, it's, I don't. It's well written. It is well written. So then, why why would it be bad? Because you don't like old people. <laughs> I like old people. Because Just... you're scared of 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 my own mortality. Of your oh. own mortality. Yeah. Where are you getting that from, sir? <laughs> is it the fact that I re- like always cry thinking about it in the middle of the night? Yeah. 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 What's his name? Abraham it's from the Night Terrors. Mostly. She she calls him it. Abraham Slam. That's yeah, a superhero that's it, that's name. It. That's a great name. It is a great name. It reminds me of the Denny's um, Lumberjack Grand Slam. Slam. <laughs> the Lumberjack Slam. Oh, okay. Uh, what would you give Black Hammer number two? We got some good good bands on that. Yeah, one. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Shit, I, I didn't expect this one to be as wacky as it was. That cover is good. Yeah, yeah. I I really like this. I would give it a 4.5. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm right on board with you. 4.5. Yeah. My favorite part in this was when uh, Black Hammer whacked Abraham across the head, and then he saw his entire yeah. like. So, so it was a cool panel. Just to give you some context, Abraham was the only one that liked the farm. Everybody else wanted to escape, and he was like, "Why don't we just stay?" And the farm is where they were trapped, being deluded this, or whatever. Yeah, they they were they were trapped in this like farm place. Um, and after they presumably... Oh, is that where his, like, wife and kids yes. or whatever yeah, were so from when they, he saw it in them flashbacks? Right, so he okay. pre- he presumably... You know what I mean? They, they were trapped there presumably because they lost against the bad guy. Right. Um, Black Hammer's daughter shows up midway through and is like, no, there's something happening here. You, we need to go back. And Abe was like, I don't want to. Okay. I have a I have a wife. I have a family. Yeah. Like, just because you people can't cope in this world... It's like Tony Stark and Endgame. Basically. Except if Tony Stark and Endgame knew that, like, the Endgame... Like, the post-snap... That it wasn't real. Yeah, the post-snap Thanos world wasn't real. Yeah. Like, it was just fake in his own mind. That's... Abe was like, I don't care if it's fake yeah. in my own mind. Right? Yeah. So, that was that. Okay. was that. Cool. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. We, we haven't seen Madam Dragonfly yet. She is dope. Um, okay. I'm excited for her. Cool. Yeah. 4.5 out of 5. Wonderful. Wonder Comics. Wonder Comics, wonderful. Archie is a wonderful comic. Yeah, it is. It's, it's yeah. It's, We're moving okay. on to Archie number 704, written by Nick Spencer with art by Sandy Jarrell. Matt Herms on colors and Jack Morelli on letters. Did I take that one? Uh, I took that one. You I took think. that one? Okay, let me talk about let me talk about Archie. Archie Comics is a story there's a couple different congruent storylines going on right now. Yeah. So Archie has a new girlfriend. Riverdale will never be the same because Archie is de- de- Sabrina. dating Sabrina Spellman from Greendale. Yep. Can you believe it, folks? Sabrina the Teenage Witch herself. Sabrina the Teenage Witch herself, but they got to keep it secret because yep. that's more fun yeah. <laughs> for everyone to read. They have to they have to keep it secret for some reason. Some reason. And so Betty and Veronica, you know, the 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 original, the OG, yeah. the OG love the interest OG in that Archie women. And the OG Archie love triangle are like, Archie's acting real fishy ever since he came back from summer break. <laughs> Let's launch an elaborate bachelor style <laughs> what would you what reality would you call it? TV reality show? TV series to expose slash community event. Right, who his new bell is. So Archie is like, I don't want to do that, blah blah blah. You know, I you know yeah. I, I, just because I'm single and he's not because he's, he's not but he doesn't want them to he doesn't know. want them to know. Doesn't mean that you can just pick me against my will. You didn't even ask me first. And then the lady who's running it 
is also Josie from Josie and the Pussycats. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Maybe something. You know the Archie. I think so. The Archie lore is yeah, is is deep. is as deep as it is broad. So you know we don't quite have that context, but she whispers in his ear and says, "Hey, I, I need to tell you something." And Archie, being that fucking good guy mm-hmm. that he is, is just like. I'll do it for you. I yep. understand. Yep. Explains it to Sabrina. Says, "Hey, somebody that I really trust and care for says that they need me to do this. Yep. Um, you have to trust me." And Sabrina says, "I trust you." Yep. Meanwhile, Jughead is interacting with Reggie because Reggie's father's disappeared, and they're in a cave somewhere. I don't get this storyline deci- at all. Deciphering some ancient hieroglyphics, cave, ancient cave drawings, <laughs> and being tailed by some that weird. Just happened to exist in Riverdale. In Riverdale, right? And fucking, it's, okay, you know, it's fine. And are being tailed by some weird cult people cult with people, masks. Yeah. So enjoy that. I don't know. Did you like this issue? I thought it was okay. I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn on this one too because it's I don't like any of the characters they suck they're high school kids high school kids suck i know but it it makes it hard for me to enjoy it when they suck oh come on i think they're they're all likable in their own way betty and veronica are are jealous shills who do nothing but try and complicate archie's life and have no interests of their own that's the thing that mainly gets me yeah i mean but that's the that's the betty and veronica part that goes way back is that betty and veronica are the same character with just different colored hair that are just pining over archie for no reason yeah i hate that yeah they should have their own interests and be their own people and they're not they they have in you know it depends on who's writing right you know what i mean so like traditionally traditionally in art some some archie writers will write them better this particular plot i can see where that's coming from because their entire but this archie plot is revolving around him and sabrina so it's all about revealing and so they are just like we're gonna figure out who who's doing it the only character in this book that makes any sense to me is sabrina she seems to be the only one with like a relatively level head yeah and any and the rest of them are just yeah and any nuance and the rest of them are just like oh i can't reveal my secrets and oh we got to get archie to i don't i don't even know their plan they're like trying to flush out his new girlfriend because they're jealous because they're both his exes but they're not but they're not jealous remember without a hint without a hint of irony yeah so that's the thing is like sometimes it's really clever but most of the time, I feel like it's just kind of sexist and just kind of, uh, I don't know, just like all the bad parts of teenage television and stuff. So I don't, I don't know how to read this because it's like it seems like it understands what it's doing. Yeah, it's. I think, I think at the very least, at the very least, this book is self-aware. It's, yeah, it's knowing that it's doing tongue-in-cheek teenage drama it is but so, then it, it's also just like but you just don't like teenage drama at the I, end of the day i don't know sometimes i do like i like all the uh gwen uh gwen stacy stuff yeah and, but and, and but that's not teenage drama and i honestly liked the first few issues of archie till it got like into the i don't know the whole like contrived reality tv and like he has to hide his relationship for no reason well but but now the the conflict is like he he has to hide his relationship for two reasons, right? He has to hide his relationship because like Sabrina has asked him to, yeah. And then he also has to because this other this other lady who whispered into his ear needs him to do this, right? Yeah. So there's something going on. I'm I'm not gonna say that this is a deep book. Well, it's because her brother got arrested, right. For but yeah. we still don't know what exactly she asked for. Right? I guess honestly, my main beef with this is that your chief beef, my chief beef. Thank you. Trademark. Is that Betty and Veronica fucking suck? <laughs> I like Betty and Veronica. They need to make them better. 
Well, so they didn't have a very big part in this issue. No, but just like yeah, the last they were few funny issues. In, the, in the last few issues. Remember when they were like tracking down Midge and then they found Midge making out with what's his fucking name that nerd dude? Yeah, and we liked that. We thought that was funny. It like, was funny. But it's just they... like a joke, right? Because they're ki- they're kids and they're like, oh, we need to figure out what Archie. Is. And, and of course, instead of just asking him because they're friends, they enact this like huge scheme. Yeah. But now you have the same thing that Sabrina and Archie are doing. They're going to launch a trap against Betty and Veronica because they're wise to this whole thing. It's yeah. just it's just tongue in cheek. It's, it's dopey. It's not supposed to be like I know. It's just bothers me that they don't have anything going on besides archie i don't know it's just sure their characters just don't they have nothing <laughs> well that's nothing that's what's do. currently motivating them in this plot right is that they they want to find out who archie's girl is yeah that's... remember remember the big thing where they were like we know for a fact who it is and sabrina walks past yeah. them yeah and then get order something and walks out with their food and they're like it's that bitch midge yep yeah that was funny like it know, was so, funny so that, that it's just that that motivate is it just that that motivation that like kind of drive is continued yeah, and it's there. just, it's a trope, it's a worn out trope that, in my opinion, has had its heyday in, like, sexist plot points in Ooh. sitcoms in the sure. 90s for eternity. Well, I mean, you know? and, like, this is drawing from Archie Comics, which is, like, rooted deeply, yeah. deeply steeped in, like, that I kind know. of stuff. From so it's, like, that's the thing, I'm, I'm I'm conflicted with it, but I'm I'm not totally opposed to it. Yeah, like you said, sure. it's, it's, it understands what it's doing. But, I don't know, still on a visceral level, it bothers me. Yeah, you're just not sure if, like, you're on board with it. Yeah, because it still seems very... uh... I don't know. So, to to me, Archie Comics is, like, (laughs) Archie, mainline Archie, is one of the weirdest books that we pull. And I feel like we just, I don't know... I feel this weird sense of obligation to it because, like, we we read so much superhero shit. Yeah, Archie Comics is hugely popular in like yeah. younger audiences. Like, no, I don't since, think we should stop pulling. Especially it, since, especially since Riverdale took off. Like, mm-hmm. Archie Comics is one of the most pulled books, which yeah. is fucking nuts to me. That is pretty crazy. Like, I think Batman by Tom King is by far and large the most, but then really? behind okay. that, at like second or third, is Archie. Yeah, people love it. They go, yeah. but it's a different audience, right? You're right. And, and so, exactly. like, I feel like we need to tap into that a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's fun. It's it's goofy. There's some troubling shit in there, sure. But I, I, I don't know how much of that is because they're trying to be true to the source material. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't know either because, like, the source material is so steeped in that you should read, kind of stuff. You so. should read Adam Adam Hughes. Uh, he did a Betty and Veronica. So he, he wrote Betty and Veronica. It's a, it's a, it's a graphic novel. Um, that's all about Betty going to war with Veronica, drawn and written by him. Every nice. panel is drawn by Adam Hughes. It's fucking I would love that. incredible. It's it's super funny. They're both going to war, not over Archie, but for over co- their own conflicting viewpoints on, like, sus- it's good. It's good. Like, basically, like... Basically, all the Ver- stuff I don't like about this. Right. Veronica, want- Veronica wants to buy out Pop's Diner to put a Starbucks in because it's time for Riverdale to be like, <laughs> to be modernized. And Betty is like, no, this is our identity. Yeah. This is the core of our town. And yeah. so then they fight about it and it's fucking great. That sounds good. It's I would, super I would good. get into that. It's, and it's, it's Adam Hughes drawing it. So it's incredible. So there's a, I don't know. He, Adam can't get away from the fucking like yeah. the, the, like the pinup shit being yeah. like, like I remember there was one part where Betty's like, holding like two he loves drawing muscle muscle mm-hmm. women yeah betty's holding like two big things of like concrete in her shine and jughead is like oh wow jeez. <laughs> i don't know it's it's super good it's super funny i don't know I, I don't know how well received it was but i i read it and i i really enjoyed it so yeah. it's pretty good cool all right so that's the end of the mainline comics this week uh stay seated what yeah the, whatever stay where the fuck you are stay don't go anywhere stay strapped we're gonna stay strapped because we're gonna be right back with our third beer we're gonna decide which one we want to drink second 
uh, or third, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to get into the bargain bins and what we're pulling next week. So we'll Perfect. be we'll be right back. Ooh, this is a long show. Yeah, this is it's al- a long one. This is already longer than last week. We should maybe cut some of it, but probably not. Yeah, we're not going to cut anything. Okay, okay. This is the content that you guys... We're going to cut what you just said because you're an idiot. Perfect. Cool. And we're back. We are back. Back and ready to attack one another for our views yep. on not only podcast episode length, but comic books. And life in general. And life in general. Um, So this is Enter the Bargain Bin segment. But before we do that, we both filled up on one last beer. We sure did. Which one did we fill up on, Jerry? Um, You left me no choice. I didn't. You strangled me and said, you have to. I'm not drinking a full beer. You have to open this one. It's a Schwartz beer. You have to open it. It's Mm -hmm. a Schwartz beer. We drank the Schwartz beer again. And we split it 50-50 between the two of us. Dan, let's give the viewers a clink. All right. That was a nice little treat. Yeah, a nice little treat for you guys. The premium content. The premium content for our Patreon subscribers only. Yep. And with that, we're ready to dive back into the bargain bins. The bargain bin section. Every single week. Well, we try to. Almost. Almost. Asterisk. Every single yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. We dig through the seedy underbelly of my local comic book shop. Oh, baby. It's the seedy. 50 cent comic books that no one wants. The Reject. The Island of yep, Misfit Comics. Yep, yep. And on Wednesday, they give you three of them for free. Take them home. Give them yeah. love. Open these books for the first time in decades. Please. <laughs> Read them. Give the Somebody. author some love. Uh, and we do. So I dig through them. Uh, local comic book shop is Graham Crackers Comics on East Washington Avenue. Stop in. Please say hi. Buy some books. If you, if, if tell any, him Jerry sent you. Tell, tell him Jerry Moore, Craft Comics. Jerry, yeah. Mr. Moore. Sean always calls me Mr. Moore. Uh, tell him tell him I sent you. Um, and if any of these books sound cool, you know what I mean? Pick them up. You, you don't have to read as many as we do every single week. Just like nah. maybe, maybe, maybe get one if, yeah. it, if it tickles your fancy. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. So with that. I'm going to introduce three of these bargain bins. You excited, Dan? I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, first off, we have Kikusan. Kikusan. Second, we have Demon Hunter number three, which is um, a continuation of Demon Hunter, which we've read on a previous yeah. episode, I'm pretty sure. Also from a bargain bin. And then because Dan, Ma- Danny Mac hates Die so much, I, I bought hate Die. I bought the Wicked and Divine, or I didn't buy it, but I picked up Wicked and Divine number four. Purchased it 24. for zero cents. Yep, yep. Number 24, written by the same person with an even more obtuse plot, I think. Yeah. Uh, so really excited to check that out. Ooh. Where should we start? Should we start with Kiku? Yeah, let's start with Kiku-san. You want to start with Kiku-san? Okay. A little bit of background. Yeah. Kiku-san, I picked this one up because I was was flipping through and I was like, wow, this art looks very familiar. Mm -hmm. And if you were to check out Craft Comics issue number, I don't know, the one that's called This Old Bar or... Oh, yeah. The thumbnail is like an old man in black and white. This Old Bar is going to see some wild times. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of that episode, but if you check that one out... We do a review, a bargain bin review of Leather and Lace, uh, created by, what's his name, Brian something? I don't know, man. Barry Blair. Barry Blair. Barry Blair. What so a legend. I'm flipping through this book, and I'm like, wow, this fucking art looks super, super, super familiar. Like, wow, there's a lot of, like, little, little, dude, know why. little dudes in tiny clothing, and I'm like, yep. Barry Blair, that sounds familiar, so I Google it. Sure enough, Barry Blair is the same author, illustrator, and writer, and publisher. Yep. Of both of these books. Um, Barry Blair, fun fact. Well, not really a fun fact, but... Uh, Less fun fact. Tragic fact. Barry Blair died in 2010 of a tragic random brain aneurysm. Uh, total fluke. He was only like 50, I think. He wasn't very he wasn't very old at all. 
tragic, so we're not going to roast this book too bad. <laughs> um, but Barry Blair, he was survived by... Uh, this was a question. I'm only bringing this up because it was, que- it was a question that we had the last time we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Survived by his mother, his sister, and his partner, who was a man. So... At least now we know, you know, Barry Blair, he wasn't working through some shit like we yep. kind of insinuated he was he was gay. And uh, I feel like we did that more with Ultraverse. Yeah, I think I still think but we yeah. were talking about, I mean, fucking. Yeah. yeah. Leather and Lace was a trip, man. Yeah. And this it still might be a little sketchy because like, I don't know, most of the uh, most of the people in these issues tend to be young boys, which kind of makes me cringe a little bit. You know what, though? R.I.P. Barry Blair. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not going to dig into it any more where, than that. All right, wherever you are now, you know, I hope you're resting in peace, drawing some horny-ass fucking dude comics yep. up in heaven. Yep. Um, this is, I want to say, less overtly horny well, yeah, I than mean, Leather it and Lace. It didn't feature a scene where a boy literally fucks his aunt. So, however, yeah. however, I, I do want to note that there was a moment with an old, wrankly, like... A uh, dwarf man who uh-huh, surrounded himself uh-huh. in young boys in like BDSM loincloth. Yep, so yep, yep. It was still, it was yep. still some, it was still Barry Blair. You know, it Barry just Blair wasn't like literally explicit. It wasn't fucking, but yep. it was like you knew this dude fucked those boys behind the scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even. This wasn't even that hard to read. There wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of text, but it was fucking wild. It was pretty a bizarre. lot. A lot of happened. So so uh, Kiku-san was um, just wanted to be left alone by a man named Ferret, who comes in and is like, "I'm gonna Ferret. fucking kill you, Kiku-san!" And then Kiku-san drops a brick on his head, presumably killing him. Yep. Then sneaks into a seedy underground sewer where he watches a dwarf man. Surrounded by his harem of young boys in BDSM gear, summoning a demon, who then proceeds to kill all of them. (laughs) He kills the young boys and cripples the old man. And cripples the old man. That's the thing about demon summoning, man. When will they learn? It uh, will always go awry. Yeah. Um, So, cripples the old man while Kiku-san watches and does nothing to help. Yep. Uh, Kiku-san runs away... Encounters a prince at some point, pulls a fucking gun out of nowhere and shoots, <laughs> shoots. Oh no, the the prince pulls a gun out of nowhere, shoots yeah. Kikusan. Kikusan neos that shit, stops the bullet yep. in the air, and a literal carbon copy ripped from the frame of the Matrix. We need yeah. to publish. Like, yeah, yeah. Did the Matrix rip off Kikusan or did Kikusan rip uh, off the Matrix? I, I would wager that this was well before the Matrix. So, so now you know Wachowski, where the Wachowski's Wachowski, got Wachowski, their magic. Wachowski's. The fuck you you think we wouldn't you, you think this, your dirty secret wouldn't be unveiled <laughs> somewhere, but here it is. You were reading Kikusan, and then at the end of the day, Kikusan explodes the prince, um, <laughs> and just literally blows him up, he, and then that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the it. end. Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty great for a bargain bin. There were not a ton of words. Thank God, a lot of wacky shit happened. Yeah, lots of homoeroticism. All the things we come to the bargain bins to see. Yeah, it's and it's like and it actually this time it actually I remember last time for leather leather and lace we kept on calling it homoerotic, but we're like no, this is just <laughs> just not, erotic. Yeah, it's just erotic. Like yeah. there's nothing homoerotic about. It's like not nothing like weirdly question. You know, I feel like homoerotic is one of those like where it's like it's like the volleyball scene. Yeah, where yeah, it's like it's like Top a lot. Gun. It's like a lot of dudes slapping each other's butts and like yeah. oiling each other up. But like it's yeah, like, this oh, is a little more straight. subtle than that. 
This is or Top Gun is? I think this is, actually, because it's like, it's not this like... This is, but Leather and Lace was not. Correct. So we have we now have a sliding gauge of homoeroticism, yep, yep, with yep. the most homoerotic being the volleyball scene yeah. from Top Gun, yeah. the least homoerotic being Leather and Lace, and splitting <laughs> the difference between yep. those two. Exactly. We have Kikusan. Kikusan. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. establishing the brackets. The hierarchy. Right, the brackets, and then that middle split. Yep, yep. It's important. Perfect. Moving on. Uh, we've got Demon Hunter number three. This is one that we have previously read about a man who's hunting demons. Um, it was The one that we read last time was super graphic. Uh, yeah. I involved a man's head exploding, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Lots of blood. Now now we see our, our main... I don't know if chronologically we read Demon Hunter number six, if this takes place before or after. But we have our Demon Hunter traveling through Mongolia mm-hmm. with some kind of ra- racist... Uh, yeah. Like, Indiana Jones and the Lost yeah. Temple surrogates stuff. For sure, for sure. You know what I mean? Mr. That's Jones, Mr. Jones. You know, it's like, yeah. oh gosh. Uh, do you want to talk about Demon Hunter? Sure. So, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> This man is a demon hunter. Mr. Hunter. <laughs> Mr. Hunter. That was his name is Zach, I think. Z A K. Uh yeah, there are a lot of crudely drawn ethnicities in this yep. which I feel uncomfortable with. Which is no secret because like in the last time they had some like Middle Eastern people yeah. that were like Yep, last time too. Yeah. The yep. fucking salt not the Sultan from Aladdin, but like yeah. the, the merchant man. Yep, like, exactly. You know, like, yeah, and okay. that's definitely get that vibe in this as well. Uh so yeah, in this he he shoots he's fighting cultists, the demon hunter, Zach, and he shoots one in the face and it like reheals and he starts chopping them all up and mm-hmm. Uh, and then his little underlings go searching for him, and that was about it. Not not much happened in this. I don't know. Some was, exploding uh, people. I, I like the su- I like the summoning ritual. Um, yeah, where like there was like a younger cult. I, it's weird, weird like exposition here. Where like a younger cultist, and the guy's like, "Shh, be careful." They're kind of almost dissenting a little bit. Mm-hmm, so I'm wondering if this mm-hmm. is setting up like a pot point. But like they're talking about this demon, and then the older guy's like. Shh, don't don't talk about this he could hear you and the guy's like oh he can't hear us so we summon him he's like you idiot like this, <laughs> this demon thing is like super old i don't know kind of funny yeah yeah pretty funny very interesting. okay yep and then uh the last one this one is cool i actually kind of want to talk about this for a little bit yeah is that okay so we we have wicked and divine number 24 and just to set you guys up i've read a little bit of wicked divine i haven't kept up on it um the the main concept of wicked and divine is that every 100 years in this world um pop stars are basically reincarnated as gods so like a a, a greek gods will probably other way around right greek gods are reincarnated as pop stars i actually think it's pop stars being so they're pop stars that do exist okay they've existed but then like greek gods and Inhabit them. Inhabit their bodies and they ascend. They become. So this chick on the cover, the one that this is all about, in the very first issue, she's just a human. And they reference that a little bit, right? Um, She's like, I can't believe that a year ago. This is an interesting issue to start on because it's like a one-year anniversary of this. She's like, one year ago, I saw you on stage and my whole life changed. Because this this thing opens up with her seeing this the other girl that they're like making out at the beginning Mm -hmm. on stage. And she's just immortal, and she's obsessed with her, or whatever. Yeah. And then she actually becomes a god. She's one of the people who gets inhabited. Okay. Very interesting. So these gods inhabit mortals' bodies, but within five years, always, all of them die. Yeah. In some case. So that's that's the point of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's trying to say. You know what I mean? You could like kind of like... 
unpack uh, uh, pop stars are the new gods right, of our generation surface, that's a very blah, blah, blah. easy surface level right yep. surface level like they're revered as gods but they're ephemeral and they yep. don't last pop society just turns through them like yep. anything right yep yep maybe i don't yep. i don't really know but there's there's a lot more going on here yeah besides that the art is gorgeous uh this is yeah, the one really year good. one year anniversary of it i don't really want to like super dive into the plot i guess no me neither but uh so super, this is the art. same author who does die die which, which we've you, reviewed in the past and you, i have disliked you do not like it i'm i'm like ambivalent towards it i don't yeah. love it i definitely yeah. like wicked and divine more yeah but i don't hate die i liked this quite a bit actually yeah. i would I bet you would check out wicked and divine i would love to check out more of it and i know yeah. we were talking earlier about like this seems like a property in ip that is ripe for Netflix. I guarantee conquest. You, yeah, for ne- sure. Netflix is going to pull this. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It seems really up their alley. Like, if it hasn't been signed yet, it 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 will be. Yeah, it's it's basically like yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of Umbrella Academy because I'm watching yeah. that right now. Except but, this uh, is like actually good in the comic book form. I, I've read yeah, some I Umbrella, read Umbrella Academy. Umbrella it's Acad- not super. Yeah, good. Zeke said it wasn't that great either. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, that makes sense. But this, yeah, it, it, I'm excited for this. I like the concept a lot. It's super fucking cool. And like when 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 this shit is doing some weird shit, it does mm-hmm. some weird shit where it will just be like, hey. For the next three arcs, we're going back to Greece, yeah. baby. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Why not? <laughs> Take me home. And then they'll be like, hey, for this next three issues, we're going to go into the future. Yay! And you're like, yay! <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, that sounds good. These old, This old bar. Yeah, it's going to see some wild times. See some wild times. So, with that, Jerry, shall we move on to our pull list yep. for so, next week? Next week, if you guys want to grab, you know, navigate to your local comic book shop and pick up the books that we're going to read next week... Here's the fucking list. <laughs> Are we just gonna? Here we're, it is. We're gonna rifle through it, and then we're gonna talk about what we're most excited for. So, first up, we've got Age of X Men, Next Gen number four, Age of X Men, Marvelous X Men number four, Immortal Hulk number seventeen. Wow, 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 wow's number four. There's a lot of number fours going on right now. Venom number twelve, Aquaman number forty-eight, Batman number seventy-one, Superman number eleven, and Naomi. Naomi number five. Why not? Naomi Why not? number five. Bum, 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 Jerry, what bum, out bum. of that list would you say that you are most excited for? I'm excited for the Age of X Men books, the double bill. Uh, obviously, like I've gushed about it this entire podcast. Yeah. I love it, and like I'm yeah. like I'm like usually they sprinkle one book in a week, but like mm-hmm. every now and then I'm okay with pulling two. I'm like, yeah, yeah. give me that double bill. Yeah. So um, next gen is about like the the younger crowd of X Men that are in like high school, right? They're torn, and then X Men is like your 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 core. Your X-Men they're cast. Like old X-Men a little bit. They're not that old. They're not that old, no. The, the, the core X-Men, you know, maybe they're like late 20s, like me, like me, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they're torn as well. Um, and then also on top of that, I'm probably excited, super excited for Aquaman number 48. I feel like it's been a while since we've yeah. gotten that. And then I am excited to check out Naomi number five. Even though we've missed the first four, this is like the big mm-hmm. wrap up. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked about that. What about you? I know it's going to am... be a world. Yeah, it's going to be Immortal Hulk for sure. I am excited for Immortal Hulk. Uh, seeing where that's going with the Doc Samson action. Yep. Uh, also excited for Aquaman is probably my second. Aquaman's going to. It's been. I feel like it's been a minute since we've yeah. read an Aquaman. And the, yeah, uh, it has. It's been at least. Oh, do you know why? It's probably been a month. It's because I fucking missed it last time. You did. 
Yeah, remember I told you it's sold out. Oh, that's right. I, I went in on Thursday and it was gone. Damn. And I and I was like, and Sean was like, yeah, it's been selling out. And I, 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 I was like, I was like, have you read any since the new creative team took over? And he's like, no. And I was like, you fucking need to. I was yeah. Like, For the art alone. Like, if yeah. you're not reading the word bubbles, just yeah. flip through the Doesn't pages. Doesn't matter. Flip through the pages because it's fucking incredible. He's like, he's like, I don't know. And I was like, just please, for me, just read, read the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me, and yeah. just look at the pictures yeah. and tell me it's not good. Yeah. So I, yeah. Did he ever take you up on it? Do I don't know? think we've talked about it. When when okay. I t- on Wednesday, I'll ask him about yeah, it, and then I'll, I'll, I'll report back on this very podcast. Yeah, I I'm excited for that. Fuck, I I forgot that we missed one. That sucks. But yeah, I missed, mean, we missed the fucking wrap up. Yeah, yeah, which sucks. We could, we should. Well, I mean, we should buy funny. it on digital. I think. Yeah, that'd be cool if we get it on like Amazon or something like that. But you also, know, it's probably best to get like the ramp up to the next arc rather than the come down to the last because we all knew where it was going, right? He I don't know gonna... how it wrapped up though. Remember the fucking. Well, he was fighting Lady Salt or whatever. No, They're... but the last scene was the gods all showing up, being like, oh, yeah. "We're ready to fuck shit up." I wanted to see him fuck shit up, but yeah, we I missed know. it. So we'll yeah. just we'll just get it on fucking. Yeah, we'll just. I'll get, get it on, on Comixology and I'll share my account yeah. with you. That sounds good. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> <laughs> You've already shared your account with me, so we're good. That's true. Um, but yeah, that about wraps it up, Agar. Eh, I think so. A little bit long. Oh, it's not even that long of an episode. Well, it's long for it's long for an episode that only had eight issues. I don't know what the fuck no, we talked about I don't for think so long. So. I don't think so because the last issue was about a buck fifty. Yeah, and we had six issues, so we had a couple more. We started with beers, drank, so we yeah. had a lot of yeah, yeah. And I feel like that front loaded the yeah. episode with bants. Could be, could and then be. you were just like, "I want to get the fuck out of here, fuck Jerry, fuck Jerry, fuck Jerry, fuck this whole house, fuck, fuck, this fuck his place. cat, I'm fuck his adorable, fuck his adorable cat." I got shit to do. Eat your own dog. <laughs> Eat your own dog. Dog's <laughs> supposed to be living. Dog's supposed to be living. Well. Well, this has been issue number, I never remember, why 13. Why do you even say it then? Issue number 13. Okay. I think this is this is it. This is it. You could just say this is the end of this episode. Nope. And then we won't nope. have to worry about it. This has the been number. the unholy cursed episode, issue number, episode number 13 of Craft <laughs> Comics. I have been here first. I have been Jarrett Moore. I am also Dan McHugh. I am also forever and will always be Dan Mine. McHugh. What? You'll always be mine. I love you. I love you. Well, everybody. Have a a great day. Have a fucking great day. Great day. Strap off. Strap off now. You degenerate. Till next week. Till next week. Then you strap back on. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you strap on. Okay, bye.